Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Divine Mind Community Call. Uh, I'm Jim Davis, your moderator. Today is Sunday, the 15th of December, 2019. Tonight's speaker is uh, Michael Joseph. And whenever you're ready, Michael. Okay, thank you, Jim. Well, you know what, Jim? I was sitting here uh, this weekend, and I was, I was just like thinking about, okay, what what could what could what could we do to kick this up to try to you know help you know again it's like i just feel like that you know this work here that we're doing is is sowing the the good knowledge you know and um and you got to have knowledge you got to have understanding um and wisdom and so um in order for us to worship in spirit and in truth we got to have the knowledge of what it means to worship in spirit and truth, you know. Otherwise, we just we just flow through the life, um, kind of like being pushed to and fro by every tradition and custom, you know. And uh, so, anyway, I a little, you know, I usually come to these calls and I I um I try not to prepare for them just to see where the spirit's going to go, but. But I will admit this time um, I took a minute or two and just went out and grabbed a couple of um, verses, um, scriptures, and um, as sort of an outline of, and just to see if we could sort of follow that. And uh, so not too many, um, although I do have something for the women here tonight. Uh, I think the women will love what I have uh, for them this evening. And uh, um, there's been a lot of fear here lately. Um and only because people don't understand, um, and, and not in this particular call, but you know, I've talked to a lot of people this past week that are um, they they can sense that there's a pitting against um, two gigantic warriors, if you will, um, systems of thought. Uh, the one is Christianity, um, but not really Christianity. It's really um, Judaism in the form of what's called the um, the Noahide laws, um, and what I what I mean by that is, um, I'll just call it Judeo-Christian um, systems. Um, even though modern Christianity, if you ask them um, as it's practiced, what the Noahide laws are, they pretty much would just look at you with a blank stare that they they don't really know. But the they're the seven laws that are um, given to Noah in order to to set up society. And and then there's Sharia law, which is Sharia is the Islamic uh, system. Um, and if you if you look at both of these systems from an exoteric perspective, um, they're both kind of frightening, honestly. You know, because number one, the number one law in in uh, number one and number two in the Noahide system is uh, no idolatry. No praise to that which is not God, and number two is to res you know respect God and praise you know, praise God, worship God. So in other words, if you look at if you were to look at those two, those two tenets in the Noahide seven laws, then all you have to do is ask yourself: Well, if the administration of those laws set up you know choose that. Uh, well, the name of God is such and such, and this is the system, and this is the custom and tradition of how we honor and do praise. 
then anybody outside of that system, according to this law form, is in idolatry. And, and uh, well, the penalty for the Noahide laws is death. Now, if you look at Sharia law, well, the penalty for Sharia law is death. It's death by, you know, both in the Noahide system and the Sharia system, the penalty is death by beheading. Okay? So, you know, you can see how the undertones of someone who doesn't understand what's really being said here, like if you look at the Noahide system, the seven laws is no idolatry, respect respect God and give praise, uh, respect human life, you know, do no murder, respect the family, in other words, no immoral sexual acts, no, no adultery, none of that, respect other people's rights and property, right, don't steal, and... Uh, <clears throat> to create a judicial system, okay, um, and then have respect unto all living creatures, and you know, don't eat anything that's still alive. Um, but we all know um, if if you've been coming to this call for any um, um, amount of time, then you know already that the way that is described to you is all exoteric form, and. And we can already see through the exoteric form and see the inner meaning of these things. Like to do no murder takes on a completely different meaning in the spirit, um, and to not to do no adultery takes on a completely different meaning as well. So idolatry, boy, that takes on a different meaning, doesn't it? You know, as you as you in the spirit, we align ourselves to that one current of life, that one river. Um, and we say, Christ in me, the hope of glory. Uh, my little children, I labor in birth pains again until Christ be formed in you. All right, so, you know, <clears throat> well, you can see how a system could ri- could rise up and and they choose the name of God and be it Allah in the Sharia system or, let's say, Jehovah in um, or Jesus in the Judean Christian system. Um, okay, and... If that's all you got is a name, then you're so far from spirit and in truth as light is from dark. All right, so it's just like creating another go- a golden calf. It's in the image of the truth, but it's not the truth. All right, so uh, so there's a lot of that going around, and there's, a, there's some fear that uh, you know is being propagated about how. Um, Trump's going to institute Noahide laws, and uh, they're going to create justice systems that are in accord with Noahide. And there's just all this fear going around. But remember, um, I would challenge anybody to go look at uh, the 11th chapter of Daniel, verse um, 30, I believe it's 30. And it talks about the people who do know their God. And then it talks about in Revelation chapter 12 about how this woman, that she is brought out into the wilderness, and that this woman has birthed the Christ child. In other words, the woman is you, it's your soul. And the Christ consciousness has been birthed in you, and you're brought out into the wilderness. You're fasting now from the world. And how the serpent, um, a, flood of, a, flood of, uh, a flood issues out of the serpent's mouth. And so you have this political spirit that is trying to subdue you, trying to um, court you as a suitor would court a woman. And and that's why you, you fast from the world. And, and there's three verses i just like to, um, just right off the top, take from the Gospel of Thomas. And 
uh, three, I say verses, we'll say sayings from the Gospel of Thomas, um, uh, uh, saying 14. And I'm going to interject a little bit in between so you can kind of see. But uh, it said, Jesus said to them, if you fast, and I'm going to say from the word instead of the world, you will give rise to sin. Well, what's this sin all about? Well, it's a lack of understanding, okay? And you're going to give rise to sin for your for yourselves. Now, and if you pray, okay, pray for what? For the kingdom to come instead of seeking for it. So in other words, a lot of people are out here praying for the kingdom to come, but they're not actively seeking it. They're not actively seeking it for their life. They're They're just passively living their life as they want to live it and um and in wanton abandon for any spiritual growth and so they're praying that one day some savior will come and sweep them off their feet and set everything right so let's read it again so if you pray you will be condemned now now that's different if you pray you'll be condemned well that's right but in other words if you're only praying and hoping um, what I would say, this this word pray here, it speaks to the um, the idea of false prayer. You know, one of these that um, stands out at the head of the temple and says, "Let us pray." You know, right? Or one of them at the at the basketball game or the football game, a moment of prayer. You know, and they they go on for their five minute speech in front of the crowd, and everybody bows their head as if you know this is actually solemn when it's all superstition. Okay. And get going. And if you give alms, you will do harm to your spirit. So what's this alms all about? In other words, if you give alms as opposed to the keys of knowledge, okay, um, you're going to do harm to your spirits. Now, when you do alms, you're doing charity for somebody else. But when you give the keys to the spirit, when you give the keys to the word, not only do you cure yourself, you you're curing. Um, your your neighbor you're you're teaching your neighbor how to fish okay you go fishing for somebody else in charity well they're going to need you to do some fishing tomorrow too but if you teach them how to fish then both of you are, are doing good because now you can focus on other things as well so you're growing and so that's what we're doing we're not you know this call is not about charity this call is about um um sharing the keys of knowledge and uh, so that we all can um can grow and that pyramid of light can be uh, can be re- rebuilt all right in other words uh, the new jerusalem we'll get to that in a second so <clears throat> so you do harm to your spirits by focusing on your physical needs instead of their spiritual needs okay um so when we give our alms here, we're going to focus on the spirit, understanding that all of the physical world is is foundationed upon the spirit. The spirit understands everything. So if we're just focusing on on the um, on the flesh conscience, then then we we do harm to our spirits. All right. It says when you go into any land and walk about in the districts, if they receive you. In other words, if they accept or give you a hearing, um, you know they invite you into their um, congregation and or whatever, right? Their house. Um, eat what they set before you. All right. So he's saying use whatever scriptures they accept as authoritative. Okay. So if 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 somebody is Islamic or um, 
I don't know, in, in the Hindu religion, the Buddhic traditions, the Judaic traditions, Judaism, or the uh, Judean or the um, Christian traditions, eat. It doesn't matter. It, it literally doesn't matter because remember, the New Testament, it tells us, you know, all things are lawful unto me. And it says, look, I can eat whatever I want to eat. He says, but sometimes I... Sometimes I refrain from eating at certain things because I don't want to um, to cause another harm. See, I'm I, once you're set free, once you see that you've made the two one, you you understand the lower meaning and the upper meanings, okay? And you've made the two one. You can no longer enter into that death of ignorance anymore. All right. So, so you know what you can do is where you walk, wherever you set your two feet, whatever food, mental food they put before you, eat and eat liberally. And um, and if you can heal, and that's what it says here. It says eat what you will, what they will set before you, and heal. In other words, restore the mystery. And um, it says and heal the spiritually sick amongst you. I added spiritually. It, the, the word says heal the sick among you. Now there's there's a I think it's in the secret book of James. I believe that's right. Where um, Jesus says, when I return, pray I don't find you sick. And um, now, those that aren't seeking are thinking, you know, when he returns um, physically, you know, comes down in the sky somehow or whatever, um, you know, whatever. But he's saying, look, that when when the Christ conscience dawns on you, when it comes to you, um, he says, pray I don't find you sick, because sick, sick hell, sick steeped in in uh, bound in in exoteric religion just absolutely bound up and the reason why he says that is um because it's so hard to throw up throw that off i mean if that's if that's your whole set believe me i know i had to throw it off and i understand what it takes to throw it off it's not easy i, I continue to struggle with it even to this day and um okay it continues it says for what goes into your mouth you know, scripturally speaking, will not defile you, but that which issues from your mouth against the scriptures, that's what defiles you. And and why is that? Because the scriptures are are the scriptures are 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 let me see, oh you are are autobiography. And I say when I say are, I mean individually and collectively. Um, because we are all Elohims. And and they are our individual autobiographies. When people ask you, they say, well, "I just can't find my purpose in life." You say, "Well, your purpose in life is to fulfill Scripture." Period. And um, and so the Scripture is your autobiography. All right. So we don't want to speak out against that, but it's it's hard to speak out against something if you have ignorance regarding it. Um. Um, that's why he says at one point he winks at ignorance. You know, but when that when the light comes, you know, there's no more winking at that point. You understand the law. It's uh, all right. So, uh, saying 27, it says Jesus said, unless you fast unto the world, you will in no way find the kingdom of God, and unless you observe the Sabbath day as a Sabbath, uh, you will not come to see the Father. All right. So. Well, now what is this? Now this seems like we're right back into day keeping and all this other stuff, and but that's not so, because you know you remember um, about maybe five six weeks back we we talked about the Sabbath day, we talked about what it meant to fast from the world 
and that the Sabbath is the time of, of rest. After you've put the prayer in, you come to rest. You come to your Sabbath. And so <clears throat> one, one can only observe Sabbath if one knows the truth. So there's a certain knowledge associated with that, knowing that truth. And because uh, clearly it's not talking about a, keeping a day, not at all. All right. And then what do you mean he will not come to see the Father? In other words, the Father, in a sense, is the light that's hidden within those images. The, uh, the, the symbolic uh, language which is spoken in the scriptures, the, the dark sayings, the metaphors, the, the allegories, the system of symbols that are used. Uh, one cannot come to see the upper meaning if, um, if they, um, unless they fast from the world. Well, what do you mean fast from the world? Well, you know, if you read the book as a novel or as a historical thing, you know, in, in uh, flesh consciousness is what I'm trying to say. If you read it in accord with flesh consciousness, well, the intuition that you need in order to see the inner, the inner light, um, these things, it's going to escape you because you're so rooted into, into your flesh conscious. Remember, um, um, he said, well, whom do you say that I am? And the one called Peter, who is the, um, the uh, system of faith in, in the, uh, the, 12, uh, the, the, the 12 faculties of mind, Peter is faith. Peter says, uh, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And he said, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, right? So this didn't come through flesh consciousness. You can only um, come to see this of who you are and what you are. Um, um, by fasting from flesh consciousness, okay, fasting from the world. And this has got nothing to do with actual physical food that you put in your mouth. That's not what it's talking about. All right, so um, I'm saying 32, and then we'll move on. So Jesus said a, a city. Uh, well, what city exactly is he talking about here? Um, well, it's the New Jerusalem, and Jerusalem is Yaru. Listen to it. Yaru, Yaru, Shalom. Yerushalom. It's the city of peace. It's the city of the dove. It's it's really beautiful. It's the um, it's the the understandings that descend upon you from on high when the, when you make the uh, the two one. When you when you now you have the set of which you've built uh, upon your reed boat. You see, your Moses uh, your Moses the rational mind was placed in a reed boat and floated down the river. Well, the reed boat is your religious system of scriptures that you were born into. Well, if you were born in India, no doubt you had a system of books that were quite different from those that if you were born, say, in the United States or England or or Mexico or wherever. All right. So um, uh, Central America, right? So he says, Jesus said, a city being built on a high mountain. Well, in this particular case... Um, we have to say, well, we're talking about Jesus here, so we're talking about the the perfect idea of man and God. So perfection, which speaks to New Jerusalem, because this we're talking about divine mind descending, and the divine is infinite perfection. Okay, so this city being built on a high mountain. Well, in this particular set, it's the high mountain is Judeo Christianity. Not in its exoteric form, as it's taught into in the many traditions and customs and outward expressions, which are false. It's, it's superstition in those forms. 
But it says it's being built on a high mountain and fortified. Well, fortified how? Well, fortified through time, um, experience, people have experienced in their lives, and they've seen it with their own two eyes, the, the scriptures being uh, fulfilled in their own life, in their own body, in their own conscience. Okay, so we say it's fortified in time by God's word. Okay, and this city cannot fail. I mean, it can't fail because now it's not the kind of understanding that's like a professor standing up there and saying, well, 2 plus 2 is 4. Well, if you don't know 2 plus 2 is 4, you've got to take it on the um, on the saying of this professor telling you that 2 plus 2 is 4. And that's not real knowledge. That is um, memory knowledge. But it's not experiential knowledge. And in time... Um, as this city is fortified in our being, we move from a state of um, of memory knowledge into a state of actual experience, and and that that city cannot fail. All right, so nor can it be hidden. In other words, um, every aspect of your being sees it, every aspect of your being understands it. And so with that, um, it, as within, so without, um, the church systems today, this is why you know, I try, um, even though I've failed in the past, um, but moving forward, it's my goal, it's my intent, never to talk um, negatively about any church system. They're, they are all uh, gems and diadems. They, they, even though they may be holding... Um, the word in a very exoteric way, they they keep the traditions alive, um, even though they don't know what it means per se. Um, they keep them alive, and so when the truth comes to those systems, um, it'll spread like wildfire through it because then the people it'll dawn on them. Oh, that's what we were doing. <laughs> it was just an outward expression of something that was inner, you know. Yeah. And they'll come to see immediately. And so try, you know, I know that it's easy to to look at the systems of the world and go, uh, you know, when you get away from it, you've gone out into the wilderness and now you're you're feeding from the word almost as, you know, it's being poured into your brain. You know, in, in Revelation 12, it says you mouth to mouth, God feeds us, that woman in, in the wilderness. Well, you're that woman. And when you come to that state, it's easy to... Um, to almost have a certain pride, almost a religious pride about you, that um, you know those look at these people they're they're still steeped in this uh, this foolishness, but the reality is is that jeez, um, uh, personally speaking, I was there. I used to preach it, you know. I used to walk it, and um, I count myself blessed that I've escaped it, and. Uh, and that's why you know we're doing this work, uh, Jim and others here are doing this work so that uh, other peoples can uh, and can be blessed as well from the truth. So anyway, tonight I call this um, "Greater is He that is in you than He that is in the world." And you know when you look at Genesis chapter one verse one, it says, um, "I know what the English says: In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth." But in the Hebrew, it goes a little different, and uh, and so Bereshit um, is is in the English um, Bereshit. It is it is uh, translated in the beginning. 
But if you go break those letters down in their hieroglyphic forms, then you will see the word, the, the, cent, the center word is Rosh. And Rosh means the, the head, the head or chief. And so then you have to ask yourself, well, what does the scripture, you got to, because the scripture defines itself. It's, it's a closed system. That's why when you look at the state today, the state is a closed law boundary. It's giving you an imperfect image of that which is spiritual. Well, Rosh is that which is chief or in charge. Well, in the scriptures, what's in chief? It's wisdom. And wisdom is a woman in scriptures, and we're going to get there in a minute. But if you look at the scriptures from a man and a woman, that's sort of a – you've come up, you've come out of the um, – of the exoteric form, and the first thing that you start to see is the the interaction between a man and a woman. You know, in the exoteric forms, you have this interaction of a father and a son, and these are just it's it's like think of it like this: it's kind of like um, a relationship that your mind can grasp. It's not exactly the truth, but it's just something that you where you are in your walk that your mind can easily grasp that relationship. But then as you continue on in your path, then you, you start to see the relationship between a man and a, um, and a wife. I think, in, and if you look, if you go check me out for you scripture students, it's at Hosea chapter 2, verse 19. He says, in those days you will no longer call me um, Baali, B-A-A-L-I, which literally is um, the Lord Right? You're not going to call me the Lord as if I'm your master. And um, he said, no, no, no. You're going to call me Ishai. Well, Ishai is Hebrew for husband. So you can see that there is a, a growing in spirit where you you grow from from that of a father and a son type of relationship into a husband and wife type of relationship. And it's a, it's a completely different relationship. And depending on where you are in your walk – like you may not be in the in the husband wife relationship yet. So when someone comes along and tells you, "Don't you know that you're God?" Okay, because remember, uh, what did it say in in um, Genesis and also other places? He made the two one, and the two shall cleave together. I think it's Genesis two, two chapter chapter two, verse twenty four and twenty five. He says. And this is bone of my bones, and flesh of my flesh, and and the two become one. And see, in Esther, he's, when the king marries Esther, it's the same thing. You're exactly, it's it's in typography, showing you the same type. And he says, and in in Ezekiel, I think chapter 44, it's the same type when he speaks to the, the Zadok. He says, give the Zadok no inheritance in Israel, for I am their inheritance. And that's it, that's even a higher relationship of man and woman. So as you can see, there is a prog- there is a progression uh, from you know father son husband wife, but then there's a progression into the priesthood, where um, you're entering into the order of Melchizedek, and um, and you're you're taking on the service for the for the world because. That's what we talked about last week or maybe the week before, that the, the thing that the, uh, the disciples couldn't get down with, um, and many of them left him because they couldn't understand you know, that 
the world as it is is their conscience pushed out. And it just it's too much. It's it, it literally all the bad, everything is, is is in my consciousness and the answer is yes. And I have responsibility for that. And that's why you go back and you look at Cain and he says, Am I my brother's keeper? And the answer is yes you are. Okay, I am my brother's keeper. I am able. I am the keeper of the flocks of God. Okay. So um so so now we can go back to those Noahide laws, just real quick, and then I'll proceed proceed on. But in those Noahide laws, we can go back now when he says, um, let me see if I can't get to it real quick here. Uh, uh, let me pull it back in front of me here. Uh, he says, have respect unto all creatures. Don't eat anything that's alive. Well, that seems fair enough. I mean, you know, right? I mean... In the flesh, okay, but but hold on a minute. The spiritual spirit tells us that the that in the blood is where the life is, and he says of one blood made he all nations. So this one blood is consciousness. So when he says don't eat anything that's alive, the question is, what he's really saying is to you, to you is um, don't create anything in the subjective state that you yourself would not want for yourself because that subjective creation is – all those who are so-called quote-unquote asleep are subject to the impressions that are happening in the subjective state. And by the way, we'll get there in just a minute. Let me go ahead and just jump from there into uh, greater is he that's in you that's in the world. So I'm going to read a little bit of scripture, and I'll go back and we'll talk about it real quick. But uh, starting at Matthew chapter 6, verse 3 through 8, not a lot, just a little, but uh, enough to where we can uh, tackle it. He says, but when thou doest alms, don't let thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth. We just talked about alms. Are we talking about charity per se? Um, we can be, but uh, but also, like in other words, if you're going to do something good for somebody um, in the physical world, like if you're going to um, send somebody some money, don't 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 go out of here and put on your fancy robes and sign everything and make sure they know you sent it and so you get all the praise and glory and whatever. Well, okay, if that's what you do. Then you got your reward. You got your reward when someone thanks you, and that's that's it. But, but that's not necessarily what it's talking about here. It's it's saying, first of all, you can pray for somebody else. Subjective in the subjective world, you can pray for somebody else, and and, and all you have to do, if if I want to pray for Jim. What I would ask you know him for is I'd, I'd like him to send a picture of him so that I can get a mental image of what he looks like. And also, although I don't have to have a picture of him, um, I can do it without a picture. But it helps. It helps my imagination if I can see him. And, 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 and what I need to do is I need to connect with him in divine mind. Well, he doesn't even need to know this is happening. Okay, I can do all of this. But in, in the divine mind in which he is just as much a member as I am, all I have to do is close my eyes and, and scream his name out. Not scream, but yell his name, Jim, in my mind, right? As if I'm yelling at him, like, hey, man, I'm trying to get your attention. Right? That's all I have to do. And the moment I've done that, I've got his attention in divine mind. Okay? I can clothe him 
in in all sorts of splendor and and see it see okay what would it be like if you know uh, whatever I'd like to see and, 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 and to happen good for him what would that be like can I experience that joy for him can I see him experiencing that joy and um, if he whatever whatever you know I and in listening to Jim maybe I I pick up on certain things and I can go back to my prayer room and I can pray for him right there and he has no knowledge that I even did this and man he'll come back and he'll share all the goodness and you see we with with man it's impossible but with God all things are possible and as we impress that prayer with power into the subconscious the global subconscious which is connected into the um, the superconscious mind or divine mind it, it is the power of God which is Christ which which sees to this prayer being fulfilled okay so I don't have to tell Jim this I don't have to tell a living soul but I can glory in God as a witness see now this is sort of a uh, a quasi priest role it's also the role of a um, of a um, a husband and wife role in other words he says to the wife up to, in the book of Esther he says up to half the kingdom is yours okay so so that being the case up to half the kingdom's mine I can give it away freely however I desire it's mine if I want to give it to Jim or anybody else I want to give it to I'm gonna give it to him and Gosh, can you imagine how wonderful the world would be if we could change our mindset from uh, individual selfishness into serving each other and giving each other just tremendous uh, wealth and experience through prayer? And now you understand what Jesus meant when he says it's better to give than to receive. Because here's the thing. If they receive, well, guess what? You receive a double blessing. Now, if they don't receive, if they can't accept that state in their consciousness, then it boomerangs back to you. And if you did it in love such that you would be happy to receive that state, well, guess what? <laughs> You're increased anyway. It's coming right back to you. It's always better to give than receive. All right. So so then uh, verse 4, he says, thine, um, that thine alms may be in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. Okay, so, you know, the father relationship we're talking about here, a son and a father relationship. And Well, the son, we learned in a couple of weeks back, is I am that. The father is unlimited potential, or I am. Okay, it's, it's, the, it's the infinite I am of potentials. And so when the son, through faith and imagination, um, prayers and power, uh, Christ, the wisdom and the power of God. Remember, Jesus Christ is the is the perfection, is the perfect idea of man in God. So Christ is the wisdom and the power of God. So you can see, in Christ is the entire Godhead in bodily form. In Christ is the Father and the Mother, because it's the perfect idea of man in God. Okay, so all right. So there is unity there, and there's peace there, because um, that's where we want to get in this relationship where um, God and I are one, I and the Father are one. And not just in a, a, um, a memory knowledge, 
but in an experiential knowledge, I and the Father are one. All right? So <clears throat> that's why when you look at the, the so-called Old Testament, the name is yad heh vav -Heh, but when you go to the New Testament, you'll see the name is Yahushua, if you want to stick to the, to the Hebrew. And Yahushua means Yah saves. Well, you know, go back and check out Yah, 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 Asha, Yah, is I am that I am. Yah is just I am. So I am saves is the, is the name of the Son. So the Son and the Father are the same. The Son and the Father are the same being. But, and that's the great awakening, into awakening up to that you are the Father. Okay, but in other words, there is unity in one ship, and there is an, now the, uh, the, the fifth commandment, honor thy father and thy mother, takes on a whole new meaning, hopefully. All right? So in verse 5, he says, And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. He said, Truly I say to you, they have their reward. And we touched on that. All right. So, you know, this outward bunch of words, you know, and dear Lord, I wish I could have the parking spot up in front of the Walmart. And Lord, you know, I on and on they go and pray no one gets hurt tonight at the game and just on and on and on and on. And uh, they're, they're really empty words. It's, it's superstition. And everybody, you look around, you know, if you have the courage to look up. Uh, everybody's got their head bowed and they're in reverence and it's just it's just a tradition there's no power there it's just empty all right so in a sense that that tradition or that superstition was created of the churches in order to um, to instill a reverence for prayer but it took out it took the power from prayer it, it basically uh, turned man into a um, a windbag, <laughs> blowing a bunch of hot air. <laughs> All, right. All right. So uh, Matthew six six. But thou, when when thou prayest, and when you pray, is what he's saying. Enter into your closet, go in in secret. In other words, and when you shut the door, in other words, um, um, you need to focus. You need to focus your attention. Prayer is like, like if you look at, uh, I'm going to take for example, Tiger, example Tiger Woods. Now this kid was born with with clearly a talent to play golf, clearly. But if he did not focus and see himself winning, you would not know Tiger Woods at all. You would not even know his name. Okay, this guy had to get out here and he had to practice. He had to, you know, focus his intent he had to see himself as a winner and he had to get out there and he had to he had to put it into work and that's the point is that prayer there are laws which govern prayer and once we learn these laws then, then we have to we have to focus we can't we have to order our minds so that the mind the, the chinese call the um, the monkey mind it doesn't continue to chatter at us we have to we have to literally silence it focus it and um you know, sometimes in prayer, you'll be focused in on something, and, and all of a sudden, here comes this thought come running through the, 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 the minefield, so to speak. And, you're, and, and it's like this, this crazy drunkard which comes running through your, your mindscape. You know, it's like, get out of here. It's like the naked guy that comes running out on the, uh, 
on the baseball field, you know. So you just had to say, get, get, get out of here, you know, and uh, uh, focus the mind because your imagination needs to be single. Your imagination and, and the the focus and the, the emotion, uh, the desire of this prayer needs to be single in mind, needs to be focused and needs to and, – and you don't have to um, – like many of them, they'll go into these um, – Rep, uh, what do you say repetitions uh, over and over. They say the same words over and over again. Well, there's no power in that at all. So don't even don't even do that. There is zero power in that. Um, you know the the idea that you've got to say it over and over and over again, or the idea that you have to say it with some sort of strength in your voice. Negative. No, the the proper prayer. You don't have to speak it as if you're speaking some kind of weird tongue or some kind of weird uh, strength in your voice like your will is going to be carried out well first of all with man it's impossible but with God all things are possible so so just a softly spoken word in your mind focused intent seeing it with that imagined reality impressing it upon, upon the subconscious global subconscious that's the proper way to pray to to shut your door to enter into your closet Close your eyes, and 80% of your senses have been knocked down, okay, been reduced by 80%. So then you, you, you pray to the Father which is in secret, and the Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. So remember Genesis 1, 1 we were talking about, that is with wisdom, is with this, this heavenly woman uh, of which the heavens and the earth were created. Heavens, not heaven as in a singular heaven, now, your heaven is your inner inner self, your inner being. Your earth is your flesh consciousness, right? So, so that which is subjective speaks to your heavens, and that which is uh, objective speaks to your um, your earth. Another way to think of it is that which you really are is is your heaven, your subjective self, and that which you think you are that's your objective self. And and you, you hear people say things like, "Well, I I try to do these deals and I try to get ahead, but every time I shoot myself down, I always seem to trip myself up. I can't ever seem to get ahead." Well, that's because who they really are doesn't um, who that particular being um, really is is not success. They, can, they do not see themselves as a successful um, man or woman. And so seeing themselves as being unsuccessful, it is impossible for them to become successful until uh, the inner has been um, cleaned out, so to speak, right? They say the outer, uh, the opposite is shown in, in, in most of the world where they, they present a clean cup on the outside, but the inside is filthy, right? Well... That's why he says, if you don't, if you don't let me wash your feet, I can't. Have, you won't have a place with me, right? So he says in verse seven. Then he says, but when you pray, don't use vain repetitions as the heathen do. So I mean, it's they literally one of the lowest, you know, positions or states in the word is the heathen, and those that go on and on in their vain repetitions and their little chant prayers, you know, he said, uh, uh-uh, that's not how to do it. For they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking, but not so. So it says, you know, even the your, your strength of your voice and trying to exert your will. You know. So what I'm trying to say is that 
if there's a struggle in this world between uh, belief and will, belief always wins. Now, you can will yourself to come to a deal and sit at that table, but if you don't believe you're worthy to receive the benefits of that deal being manifest, well, you can forget having it. It's not going to come to your house. It's not going to happen. Okay, you have to believe that in the struggle between, because remember, not by strength, not by might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. And you see, we're, we're in divine mind now. We're talking about divine mind. So let's try to stay up out of uh, flesh conscience here and realize that, um, that the Father and the Son, I am and I am that, become one. And so that, you know, your beliefs, that's, what, that's who you are. You are what you believe. And that's a fact, Jack, you know. So it doesn't, you know, you have to look at your life and just go back go back to premises what do i believe are are these uh are these sound all right so verse 8 be not ye therefore like unto them for your father knoweth what things you have need of before ye even ask so the flesh man the flesh our flesh conscience so to speak it it has this idea that um through um its intellect through its ability to reason, that um, it can provide for this uh, for this flesh body, okay. And and in the in Genesis it talks about eating from the sweat of your brow. Uh, in the New Testament it talks about the woman at this well, and she keeps coming back to this well, back and forth she goes, uh, drawing water for her husband and suffering under the law. Okay, well that woman is your soul. That's uh, Adam. That's you. Okay, that's you. And and so uh, we can continue to eat like that. We can continue to to come up, and maybe we'll have um, a couple of good years under the sun, and back to the dirt we go, you know, uh, on the wheel. But the idea is, um, hopefully, that we can reach a state of um, transfiguration and build this um, body which cannot die, a permanent house for the Lord. You understand? A permanent house for the Lord, and I'm not, you know, let's just say it like this so I can make it real clear. When I say a permanent house for the Lord, I mean this is a uh, a body that you will occupy for eternity, all right, and uh, cannot die, period, um, unless you desire to give it up. Remember, I lay down my life of my own free will; no man takes it of me, right? So. All right, so one thing that I noticed here this past week, um, just looking at matter and looking at, you know, I've got multiple engineering degrees and talking to people, just some thoughts came into my head this past week. Um, you all familiar with the concept of um, cymatics, C-Y-M-A-T-I-C-S. The idea is this, that if you, um, if you were to lay, let's say, for instance, salt on a, um, on a metal sheet, and um, and then you play at a certain frequency, a certain sound, um, into that metal sheet. You, you you put that frequency into that sheet. Then the matter, the um, the salt will actually form geometric patterns when it reaches certain resonances, certain frequencies. It'll it'll actually snap to and form certain uh, beautiful geometric shapes. So what it's telling you here is that matter will orient itself upon a, fr a certain frequency. Now, you know, if you've, um, if you've read the Kabbalion, 
um, or the um, the tables of uh, the Emerald Tables of was it Thoth? The Emerald Tables of Thoth. I, I think that's right. Hermes Trismegistus. Um, it talks about vibration. All is in vibration. Even your thoughts are vibrating. Okay, and that's the that's the key. Okay, you got to start thinking about like people are saying. Well, what are the keys? I'd like to have the keys back. Well, the master key, and I mean the key that turns all keys, the all locks. This is the key which unlocks all locks in the earth. Is prayer, because when you attune, when you attune your um, your um, your your in prayer, what are you doing? Remember, we talked about this about six weeks back, according to the formula Yad Hey Vav Hey, in the Yad, the Hey, and the Vav. You're 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 going into unlimited potential, and you're you're bringing in the imagination with the desire, bringing up your five senses into the prayer um, with faith. And faith is the faith is the substance. Faith is what you have to have because that's the uh, that's the evidence of your right to that state being um, coming into existence. Just as, for instance, we can see that um, a frequency effects matter, we also can see that a, a geometric frequency, a geometric pattern, or a geometric shape actually creates a certain frequency. And so it goes back and forth. You can say it like this. A um, By the way, let me say that again because this is a key. Now you'll understand symbols. Um, just as frequency can create a symbol in matter, a geometric pattern in matter, a geometric pattern in matter also relates to a certain frequency. And there were um, there was a scientist uh, exploring certain geometric patterns that, uh, that were built in stone in South Africa, and he found that the, the people there told him that they were um, pins for animals, which is ridiculous because there was no gates. And in but he found that when he went inside of these geometric um, patterns, that in many cases, all, all of a sudden it went up, you know, 30, 40 degrees inside of this pattern. And not only that, all of his electronic equipment wouldn't work. So it's like, what's going on? He steps outside of it, it's back to normal temperature inside. So that's what I'm trying to say is that the symbol itself ha has power. And it, it, it relates to a certain frequency. And since mind relates to a certain frequency, you can begin to understand the wizard's tools. The wizard is casting spells, okay? And, uh, and this spell is not only in grammar, um, it's in cursive, it's in also patterns, okay? And so just as, for instance, electri electricity, a moving electric field, creates a magnetic field 90 degrees apart, a moving magnetic field creates electric flux. So the cause has an effect, but the effect also can lead you back to the cause. It's, it's the, it, I, I guess that's inverse principles, but why is this important? Because in prayer, your prayer in a sense See, when when you're going into prayer, you're you're not looking at what your five senses tell you is real. 
you're not being ruled by your five senses. You're saying, okay, I'm going to shut my eyes to my five senses, and I'm going to see in the prayer state the state of which I desire to be. Okay, not what actually is according to my five senses, but I'm going to call what is according to my faith in prayer. Okay, now that's that's an impression um, in in the subconscious mind, and that you know, like for instance, the word impress. A lot of people think the word impress means like a king impresses his seal into the wax, but Try to think of the word impress as, as a little different. Think of the word impress as to compel. Okay? So when the prayer is put in to the, to the subjective state, it compels all others that are in the subjective state who can receive the prayer to action. And they don't even have to have any knowledge that this is actually happening, and they cannot do anything against it. They they literally cannot stand against it, unless of course they're awake and they're active, and they are actually praying constantly and standing diligently. Those that are asleep cannot stand in any way, shape, or form in opposition. They are all subject to the dream of another dreamer, and so that's the idea, I believe, of this call. Generally speaking, is to wake people up, awake, awake, and put on the beautiful garments. Um. And uh, to to become a co-creator in in Him in God. Okay, so when I say in God, in the in the I am. So um, so if you think about it, you have the imagination, which is very very important. You have your faith, which is um, you're you're not living according to what you can sense. You're you're you you have the faith of what could be, or not even could be, what will be. Um, because you have the knowledge that prayer works. And that's why he says don't despise the day of little things. When you have these little tribulations, these little tests, well, go into your prayer room and take care of it. And then, you know, that way, as you begin to have greater and greater demonstrations in prayer as you continue to grow in your uh, belief, a true believer, then your demonstrations uh, will get greater and greater as you grow into uh, higher forms of prayer. of um, spirit. All right. So again, that's really important. I can't say it enough. Is that the prayer actually um, impresses into the global subjective mind? So, so if if I was to go into my prayer room, for instance, and make a prayer for Jim that contemplated his good and his best good, I, I've listened to him. We had a conversation, and I had a prayer, and I saw that this is what he desired. Um, and this contemplates his good, and I can see him enjoying that that state and just really being thankful with his family. Well, what's wrong with that? Because if he if he was to um, if he receives it, then great, great. Because not only does he receive it, I receive it too. Okay, and and if he if he doesn't receive it, well then it boomerangs back to me anyway, because you know the judgment. Remember, um, judgment falls on the one who um, issues the thing. So if I if if I'm in the wrong, um, in other words, if I issue a charge and I I do the misdeed, judgment falls on my head. Well, if if my creation is in the good and the very good according to the laws of love, well, judgment comes right back on me 
in love. So that's that's pretty good judgment. I'll take that to the cows come home. <laughs> All right. So um so I guess what I'm saying here is it's really important to see that uh that prayer literally is the master key. It is the key which which, you know, it opens up the whole thing for us. So so then, you know, there's going from that point we could jump into worship. Okay, because you ask yourself, well what does an omnipotent omniscient, all-knowing, all-powerful, all-being need worship for. And it's not talking about like homage, homage, like um, where um, in a feudal system where the serfs, you know, give give homage unto the, uh, unto the baron or the lord or whatever. It's talking about, you know, it says in those days um, you'll worship in spirit and in truth. So, in order for us to worship in spirit and truth, first of all, we have to know the truth. And and second of all, well, we got to worship in spirit. We got to get in that same river. We got to get into that river, that alignment, that at one moment, that one river which um, which flowed into the garden or flowed from the garden. We get got to get into that one river. No more in confusion. We got to jump into the one river. And uh, so. You know, in Hosea, which by the way, Hosea in Hebrew means Savior, okay? So in Hosea 6 6, there's a verse, it's my favorite verse in the entire scriptures, because it says, For I desired mercy, and you look up that word, the word is loving kindness, okay? And not sacrifice, all right? And the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. So what it's saying is, is that if you want to pray, if you want to worship in spirit and in truth, then you're going to need number one. You're going to have your your spirit to serve, and then and and then you're going to have to have knowledge. You're going to have to have understanding. You're going to have to have wisdom. And uh, and what I mean by that is the way you worship a and um, a being that's I am, which is everything, all potential is you, you heard the saying before flattery uh, imitation is the highest form of flattery well well that's how you worship it, with the knowledge of god you imitate you you get into uh, the pattern of the divine mind and you get in the way if that's why the scripture calls it the way of life and that's why true religion is not custom tradition practice true religion is a way of life it's a way of being and that's why like for instance at psalm 119 it's called literally called the way and in the new testament the one called jesus says i am the way the truth and the life so so that's the idea of worship is to get in the same um alignment to fall into that um that spiral that beautiful spiral which brings us back into the one river Okay, all right. So, uh, so I mean, like for instance, in in Hosea, this, uh, excuse me, in Amos, this is where I see a lot of the world right now, currently. Um, and it says in Amos chapter eleven and uh, chapter eight, eleven and twelve, he said, "Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a, a famine of bread nor thirst of water, but of hearing the words of the Lord." And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from the north even to the east, and they shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and they shall not find it. And see, that's the point, is that you've got a church over here on every corner. 
there's a big fancy building here on every corner, just seemed like over in this where I live. And, um, oh, you could go in there, you could go in there seven days out of the week, and you would hear the Bible being read, maybe, if you're lucky. I mean, you go into some of these mega churches and they, they pick the Bible up, they put it over their head, and they immediately put it back underneath their chair. <laughs> Who needs this when i got a book to sell you? But uh, um, the point is, is um, what does he mean by hearing the words of the Lord? All right, well, do do you have both ears to hear? Can you hear the lower meaning, and can you hear the upper meaning? And uh, if you can hear both the lower and the upper, then you can make the two one. You can make peace between your flesh consciousness and your inner your inner being. The all right. So um, that's what we're doing here. That's our goal here is to make the two one to actually uh, promote the. Um, the words of the Lord, so that we can return the keys to people and uh, and they can begin to practice in their prayer rooms. All right, because you think about it, we have to practice. We have to practice the law of prayer. We have to. You can't just assume that you know you okay. Now I know what it means. I can I can just start doing it. You know, uh, well, yeah, you can. You can you can do it tonight. But you know, with practice, you get better and better at it. You know, and. Uh, and you get more um, powerful in it because you gain more faith. You gain faith as you see this, this stuff really works. So, um, so again, going back to the scripture now to the Proverbs, um, uh, chapter 4, verse 5, and again with the idea that wisdom is a woman. Okay, we have, to, um, we have to hold on to that. Wisdom is a woman here. It's personified as a woman. That's why... If you look at um, a lot of these metaphysical movies, like for instance, uh, Vanilla Sky, the one with Tom Cruise, highly recommend you watch that. If you watch it, the uh, just realize the entire movie is about the consciousness of one man, and it has to do with his flesh, his fleshly conscious, and his uh, war with his flesh conscious and the actor, the mask that he wears. And um, and all of his friends, they play his ego, and um, and for instance, the, the the psychologist is his ego, and uh, always trying to rationalize his world. Okay, um, but you notice that he's met by this woman. He's actually met by two women. The one woman, the blonde-haired woman, that's fun, and she's she wants to jump right in the sack with him and everything, and just have fun. And she's his emotions. And then there's the other woman that always seems to meet. Uh, the man in the movie, and her name is generally always Sophia, and Sophia is Greek for wisdom. And so, which you know, all of these movies they show you, they, they literally show you, but they they show it to you in a veiled way. Um, so anyway, uh, Proverbs four five it says, "Get wisdom, get understanding. Forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not; she shall preserve thee." Love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore get wisdom, and with all thy getting get understanding. Exalt her, and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when thou, doest, when thou dost embrace her. She shall give, give to thine head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory shall she deliver to thee. Hear, O my son, and receive my sayings and the years of thy life shall be many. See, this is the beautiful woman with wisdom. See, so in other words, if you, if you, if you don't 
believe me, I challenge you to go read um, um, chapter 8 in the Proverbs, and you'll see, now you will understand, after you read chapter 8, then you will understand the first verse of the Scripture, and you will see that Bereshit, there's that Rosh in the middle, and that what it should have said is, with wisdom, Elohim is creating the heavens and the earth. That's what it should have said. Because it's an ongoing creative principle which is happening in each one of us as we are um, coming into higher and higher states of spirit. Okay? Do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. Start over. The eighth day is a start over into a higher frequency. Right? That's what the Feast of Tabernacles, you know, you got the seven days, but the eighth day is also holy. Because the eighth day is a re, is 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 a um, it's not a redo, it's a start over into a next the the next start is into a higher realm. So, all right. So, so I just wanted to just touch here. Um, just um, I guess this is kind of a review. Um, Yad Hey Vav Hey. Um, uh, the formula and creation of the way of God. Just to just stay, make sure that we stay here on divine mind and we're not falling back into into flesh consciousness. But, you know, the Yod in yod heh it it means to be aware. It's awareness. It, it, it's I am, but it's, it's, it's more than awareness. It's, it's the unlimited potential of all states and being. Everything exists in I am. It's... Um, it's present time, and not past, not future, present. It's always present I am. Okay, so the hay, in, so if the yacht is to be aware, then the hay is to be aware of something. So if the yacht is I am, the hay is I am that. So if the yacht is um, God, let me say it, that, 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 that lacks, that, that doesn't get it done. If the if the yod is the absolute, how about that? I think that'll get it done. The all and in all is the yod, and then the hay would be, for instance, Michael Joseph or Jim Davis. The hay is the manifestation. Did, now, did you hear it? The manifestation. Okay, so now you you you'll understand. Let us make man. In our own image, you'll now understand Genesis 1 and Genesis 2. Genesis 1 is the creation in spirit. Genesis 2 is the manifestation in matter. Genesis 1 is the frequency. Genesis 2 is the, is the, um, the formation in matter. Uh, I think that gets it done. All right, so, so then what's Vav? All right, so if Yod is to be aware and hey is to be aware of something, then vav is to be aware as, that's the key word, is to be aware as or be aware of being that which you were previously only aware of. So let me say it again. Let me, let me say it an example. So in your imagination, that's where you're birthing the state. So, so through the Vav, now you, so you have the Holy Trinity, Yod, Hey, Vav. Yod, the Father, Hey, the Son, Vav, the woman. So, so then the Vav, um, 
it's like you're looking through your five senses and you're aware of the state that you are objectively aware of. But subjectively, you refuse this state. This is a problem state for you. So you go into the, your prayer room and you subjectively impress into the, into the subjective mind this, this state in which you were previously aware of through your five senses, and, but now you're impressing upon it your imagination, your flesh, uh, your, not your flesh, your, yeah, your fleshly senses, they're coming up in there with you. Like you can smell the roses, you can hear the dogs barking, you can hear the joy of the children running around you. Hey, you're bringing that into the prayer as, as well. Um, um, with the faith of knowing that once you, once you sit in this long enough, that's your six days of creation, that you now come to a state of um, a repose, a state of relaxation, a state of knowing that you've got it. It's like, for instance, you know the world in which you walk currently, but in your imagined world, you're, you're literally stepping in the first person out of the world in which you walk and into your imagined state. So you literally, in your imagination, you might focus your mind to imagine that state for 30 minutes, and you're going to daydream or however you want to say it in that state for 30 minutes or more, you know, all right? And uh, so once you come to a, a realization that it is done, it is finished, right? That's, that's the cross, right? It is finished. The old objective state is no more. Um now here again, the scriptures, it says, with man, it's not possible. But with God, all things are possible. Because it is the I am through the Vav, the the mother. Okay, that's why, again, Jesus Christ in the symbology, stay in the symbology, is the perfect idea of man in God and is the wisdom. See, there's your masculine and the power, no, excuse me, the wisdom, there's your feminine, and the power, there's your masculine, of God. So, so now you understand that, he, that the, the, uh, Jesus Christ is the Godhead in bodily form, because now you understand honor thy father and thy mother, and you do that through the Holy Trinity, which is yad Hey vav and you do it through prayer. All right? So... Um, so what's the last hay? The hay is the um, the hay is the new state. You've got your existing objective state, which is being replaced by the prayer, the subjective state which you put in prayer. But that subjective state which you impressed into the global subconscious mind now is going to manifest and become your new objective world. So it's like it's being birthed or manifest. Here now, let us make man in our image. Okay, it's being manifest in your world. So the last hey then is the visible, objectified world made in the image and likeness of Yad Hey Vav. Manifest in nature. In other words, again, just as the frequency can can cause nature to take on certain forms. Your prayer vibrates. Your prayer is a spiritual entity. It's a spiritual impression. 
and uh, and so when you start to really see this, uh, then you'll see that in, indeed um, man literally is the um, the image and the likeness of God, and and that the two the two have become one here. And then you'll understand now when he says, "When I'm we made all nations out of one blood, the blood is the consciousness, and and therefore the world." is the objectified likeness. Let me say it again. The world is the objectified likeness of the subjectified state wherein the consciousness abides because consciousness is the only reality. And so now you understand, again, going back a couple of, of weeks before when it said David is my beloved. David is the son after my own heart. David is the one that does all my will. So David is my world pushed out. David is the is a reflection of my inner conscious. That, that's my son. All right, <laughs> the son of God. All right. So, so a couple of things, and then I I promised the women I'd have something for them as well. So, um, so this is this comes from Matthew chapter nineteen, verse twenty six through twenty eight, and Jesus uh, beheld them and said unto them. With men it's impossible, but with God all things are possible. And Peter uh, answered and said to him, uh, this is faith now. Behold, we have forsaken all and have followed thee. Um, what shall we have therefore? All right. So in other words, what church you think you're going to go into now that you know the truth and they're going to have you? Okay. You think you're going to bring this and they're going to be like, oh, this is great. <laughs> you know? All right, he says unto them, Truly I say to you, that ye which have followed me, and this is the key, in the regeneration. All right, in the regeneration. All right, so like um, when you go to um, Genesis 1, you get down there around verse 27 and 28, it shows you that this is the regeneration period, that we were in perfect form on this. This this is not our first time, okay? There was a time when we were actually in perfect bodies on this earth. And you go ahead and check me out. I mean, I can prove that easily through the scriptures. But, uh, um, but in the regeneration, when the Son of Man shall sit in, in the throne of his glory, you shall also sit upon 12 tr- thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. So like if you're in flesh conscience, then you're thinking, oh, yeah, this is going to be great. I'm going to have a throne and I'm going to sit in power in the world. No, the son of man is you. You're the son of man. And the Christ in you is the son of man and will sit on in the throne now. There will be no separation between the inner and the outer world. The, the two, the upper and the lower, will make peace. And there, there's not going to be any difference. Uh, Esau and Jacob are going to hug each other's neck, and they're going to make peace. All right, and uh, so that's the the beauty of it. That's really kind of amazing, because, and that that ties in the idea of raising the serpent on the pole, because I mean you're a son of man. All right, so so then again for the women here, um, says um, this can be found at Proverbs 31. I, I used to read this Proverbs 31 to my wife, and you men out there, if you want to um, make your wife just, I mean, just, you just, 
read Proverbs 31 to her. This that'll get it done. Okay, <laughs> that'll get it done. Probably all of it. But I'll start at verse 10. Uh, it says, "Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies." So I mean, clearly, you know, if we're talking about the woman who reveres, not who fears, but reveres the Lord. And we're not talking about, we're not going to commit adultery here and mix between divine mind and flesh consciousness. So this woman that reveres the Lord is wisdom. Okay? But but as we try to make the two one, as we try to make the, the, the outer and the inner into one, then we can say, of a of a flesh woman, if she has these qualities, I mean, golly, you know, a virtuous woman, her price is far above rubies, right? So the heart of her husband doth safely trust in her, so that she shall have no need of spoil, right? So you think about that, you know, the scripture says, as as one thinks in his heart, so he is. That's the thing about Christianity. When you look at Judaism, for instance, in the in the outward expressions of Christianity and Judaism, in Judaism, um, if you were to do murder, you you were you know you were guilty of murder, and then the penalty for murder was capital punishment. In Christianity, you do murder if you think about killing somebody. You've done murder. Okay, Christianity, yeah, it kicks it up a notch. All right, so. In Christian Judaism was the outward expression, if you will. Christianity is the inner expression of the inner man, and and what we need to do is make the two one. All right. So, the heart of the husband does safely trust in her in wisdom. I mean, golly. I mean, once you put in that, the okay, the word husband, it means farmer. That's why Adam is called a husband man, because he's a farmer. And what does a farmer do? He prepares the earth, he tills the earth, he puts furrows in the ground, and he plants the seed. Okay, what does a man do with a woman? He lays down with her and he plants the seed, and she conceives the seed, and she bears the child. So the husband, therefore, if the two have been made into one, the husband is the objective mind, and the woman is the subjective mind. That's because she... The woman is who you really are. That's why the soul is always shown as feminine. That's why the the seven women, from Eve to the two maidservants, Zilpah and Bilhah, including Rebecca, Rachel, Eve. All right, um, I know I'm missing some. All right, but those seven with Sarah, those seven women are seven states of the soul. And that's why in the New Testament, Paul says, I wish to present you as a chaste virgin or a pure maiden unto Christ. So so this woman is actually who you really are. But you're more than that. That's just one aspect of you. That's your soul. And and you're also um, your spirit, and that's masculine in the analogy as well. The soul would be feminine. So... What we're doing here, as the two as the two become one in um, in um, divine mind, we start to realize that <clears throat> I I'm going to put it like I'm going to try to say it like this so I don't cause confusion. I Michael Joseph am one with the all, and 
even to name the all, how can I even name the all? If, if I had power to give a name to the all, then I would have power over the all. Because he brought all the animals unto Adam to see what he would name them. See, see so, so who am I to put a name on the ever-living? The ever-living is I am. And that's it. Like I, if I put a name on I am, now I have power. And I, I live in the I am. I am. I don't have power over the I am. Who am I to exalt my throne over? You understand now about Lucifer now? Who am I to exalt my throne over the I am? All right. So when we look, go back and look at our former state in which we were in glory and that we are now in the regeneration, um, you see, uh, as you're coming back up in the regeneration, the idea is not that we would exalt our estates, our thrones above any other man or woman, because any other man or woman is just as much God as you are, as I am. <laughs> it's confusing in language, I understand. All right, but continuing, she will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. So, it, it, back to the idea of. The subconscious is who you really are, and your conscience is who you think you are. But the awakened conscious mind is a guardian, stands guardian and protects the woman. See, that's the, the duty of the husband. The husband's duty is to provide for the woman, to provide the seed. She, If you provide her for her, if you give her that which she needs, she will give you everything. Because everything comes from her. She's the mother of all living. But you have to provide for her that which she needs. If you don't give her anything, well, guess what? <laughs> and, and so if you give her, if, and when I say her, you know, I'm trying to couch this in a relationship of a man and a woman, but as we see it in the, in the mind, the consciousness of one being, if the objective mind, which is the farmer, plows and plants that good seed, you know, and stays on that good seed and, 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 and um, fasts from the world and all of this nonsense, continues with the good seed in the, re in the regeneration, you know. You rise up that mountain, seize on that moment of joy. I am the resurrection and the light. I am the, the way, the truth, and the life. Just, you know, whatever prayer you can put in, it just sees on it with belief and power and wisdom. It's just really beautiful. So, again, 13, she seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. She's like the merchant ship. She bringeth her food from afar. She riseth also while it's yet night and giveth meat to her household and a portion to her maidens. She considereth the field and buys it. And buys it with the fruit of her hand. She plants a vineyard. She girdeth her loins with strength and strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth not out by night. So, your subconscious mind does not know the difference between truth and falsity. Whatever you feed it, whatever you allow your eyes to dwell on. You want to watch movies where everybody gets shot up and killed? <laughs> You better become a better husband than that, and now you understand where in the in the in the old way, the wife was held in coverture of her husband. There, go look it up at law. The word is coverture, C-O-V-E-R-T-U-R-E. 
it means that the wife is held in trust and the and the holy woman of old called their husbands my lord because the husband held his wife in trust and and anything that issued from her womb was the property of the husband because he's the one who sowed the seed and that is the image of the truth of what is being said here now what's played out in reality because men and women alike they've got equal share in how it played out but now everybody wants to be individual and and stand on their as a woman wants to stand now as a femme soul and she doesn't truly want to be married um to a man and that's desolation because because in the image in in the in the perfect image the man is the is the guardian he's the um he's the one who stands guard he stands up at night he's the one who makes sure that nothing enters into her into her mind into her set which could birth desolation in their world so the objective mind is always on guard to the awakened man the awakened mind if you will not man i say mind so i want to keep it clear so i form male female i'm not talking about male female i'm talking about the objective mind so so uh um but look at this woman once she what what does she do when she has when she has what she needs man she she flat out she gets it done man you know she considers a field she buys it when the fruits of her hand she plants a vineyard i mean she's a hard worker so you know um she layeth her hands to the spindle and her hands hold the distaff you know the the um uh, the, the the what did it say this that's the the thing of power the, uh, the staff of power she stretched out her hand to the poor yea she reacheth forth her hands to the needy she's not afraid of the snow for her household for all her household are clothed with scarlet I mean clearly this is symbolic language but you can understand that that we're we're talking about something a little bit deeper than just you know this really fine, beautiful woman who takes care of her business at home, okay? Now, she's not only at home, she's in the field, she's out in the market, she's getting it done, right? So this is your subconscious mind. And if you want to just um, dum-de-dum-de-dum through life and let somebody else plant seed in her, well, she's going to work just the same as if she was working for you. If the negative seed gets planted in that mind, in that subconscious, buying through symbols or uh, through political speech, through fear-mongering, whatever, well, she's going to work just as hard for that man as she would work for you. <laughs> okay? <laughs> so, skipping ahead, she opens her mouth with wisdom, and her tongue is the law of kindness. This, this is the virtuous woman. She looketh well to the ways of her household and eateth not the bread of idleness. She ain't lazy. Her children arise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. All right, so now why? Why would the objective mind? And what are her children? See, it says in another scripture, wisdom is known of her children. So her children are the states in which she births for that particular being. And her husband praises her because there's peace in the house. I mean, that being is, uh, that man or that woman that understands the law of prayer is is living a, um, a blessed life. 
And of course there's going to be praise because the fruits which come forth from this proper um, execution of uh, wisdom and power, which is to say Jesus Christ, the, the perfect idea of man and God, is happiness, it's joy, it's peace, it's love, it's thanksgiving, it's patience, it's on and on, it's the nine fruits, it's, 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 it's beauty. It continues, many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Okay, favor is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman that reveres the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. So that's the end of Proverbs 31. And you men, highly recommend you read this to your wife to build her up. But understand that understand that this is talking about your subjective mind and understand that this is the relationship between your objective mind as the man and the subjective mind as the woman here. Or you might say your conscious mind, your awaking, conscious, walking around mind, which is the man, and your subconscious mind, which is the woman. And uh, so now, okay, at this point, Jim, I think... Um, um, if there's any questions, if anybody wants to raise their hand and yeah, have any uh, discussion. Yes, sir. Well, hold on a minute. It's your friend, Matt. You there, Matt? Yeah, I'm, I'm here. I've seen your hand up, but you had it up for a while, but he was talking. And <laughs> no, uh, I... I can't add to anything uh, he just said. So I, I really wish I could have un, uh, took my hand down because that was amazing. Okay. Thank you for that. Yep. Does anybody else, Jim, have their hand up? Uh, no, I haven't asked them yet. Anyone out there that have a question about what MJ was talking about tonight? If you do, raise your hand and I'll unmute you where you can ask the question. Or if you're on the computer, type it in the chat and we'll read it. If you can I, do that. Go ahead, brother. Oh, sorry, Jim. Sorry. I, uh, so one thing um, I wanted to add here um, is that I, I mentioned the spiral and there is something to the spiral and this toroid thing. There's There's... I mean, we could go into the geometry of that, and maybe we'll go into that on another call, but um, there is something very real in regard to this, this in the scriptures in the Kings, it talks about the winding stairs, and up in the, in the right, going up the winding stairs, and that's the spiral, and um, in getting into that one one river, so to speak, is, in a sense, it's following, if you understand that the frequency causes the geometry, then you understand your thought is actually a vibrating spirit form. It's, it's, we could call it even a spiritual form or a spiritual entity because the cause is the vibration, but the form is the effect. And so we could say that the thought, that's why he says, um, thought says to tat, thoughts are things. And in the, the thoughts are actually spiritual entities which are forming, forging, your your world so 
you know, in regard again to this one one river and this spiral, there's a man out here doing some work on the um, the internet. I, I don't know where he does his work, but I know he posts it on the internet. His name is um, Dan Winter, W-I-N-T-E-R, and Dan does quite a bit of work in regard to um, to this geometry that I'm talking about here, um, and also. One other thing, I'd just like to see if I can bring this up. I'll see. I'm gonna look for it here. Um, there's a um, link that was sent to me tonight. Um, if I can get to it, where is it? Here it is. It's an archive of books. Um, highly recommend. You can go to this. I'm gonna drop this into the um, into the uh, chat. Um, yeah, the chat. It's called. Um, it's called. Uh, New Thought Library, New Thought Library, and uh, and it's archives. It's a list of um, I don't know. Maybe this this site had gone in, and they all of a lot of these um, metaphysical writers like Troward, uh, Allen, Fox, Swedenborg, Fillmore, and many many others are archived here at um, at this site. So it's just a really convenient place to go and uh, and um, um, Download these books or just have access to the PDFs, you know. So I just put it in the chat line. Anybody can uh, can go and, and click that and have access to those books. Thank you for that, brother. Oh, you bet. You bet. You were talking about, uh, you know, the vibration and the toroidal, uh, the torus. Or the yes, what you would call the rodent coil, but yes, I mean, you know, in the very beginning, you know, when the Creator said, "Let there be light," you know, the vibration went out, and therefore, he's, you know, the word, the weird word, or whatever you want to call it, I mm-hmm. mean, he said, "His word has gone out; it will not come back void or empty. It is sent out to do exactly what he sent it out to do." And right. that vibration has went forth, and that desire, same as us, you know, even though we, if people can, if they, when they're in a meditative state or just still their mind, and it, and they just think with their thoughts, you can actually feel your vocal cords moving, even though you're not saying a word at all. So in Agreed. actuality... Even though you're thinking it, you are speaking the word, even though it is in silence. But it is going forth as a manifest vibration. That's why I said if you thought it, you might as well have done it. I mean, because it is. You're you're speaking it forward, whether it be in thought form or physical vibration. It is going out. And uh, when you were talking about the word, I was... Some of this was coming to my mind because, you know, God is the spirit. He's a mind and we must worship him in mind and in truth. Because we are the I am and the I am is us. I and the father are one and the same. We are the physical manifestation of the creator of creation. Even though there's many of us, we're all one. But we're like a we're like many facets on that diamond. Or he said it's you know what he says it, 
how can I put it? The body, the foot can't say to the hand, I have no need of you because we're jointly fit together as one. And there's a purpose for all of us. And we're seeing the creator's uh, manifestation coming forward in each and every one of us being played out. As well as the, you know, like Shakespeare said, life's a stage and we're all actors in it. That's basically what we are. We're acting out the will and the truth of the creator. But he gave us choice. Who and what we are going to choose. I've set before you life and blessing or death and evil. I would that you choose life and blessing. But nevertheless, you choose. It's our choice. And, Agreed. I mean, it's everything what you were saying there is... You know, we, uh, I myself, I look at it, you know, I know we're in a human body and that we're doing these things, but at the same time, I look at it from a spiritual mental aspect, you know, because the scripture tells us, you know, that I would rather have it written in the ta tablets of your heart than on tables of stone. You know, it's a it's a spiritual mental thing that's being manifest and seen out in a physical manifestation so that we can see and understand the true and absolute manifestations of that divine creator, that it's not just what we would call a figment of our imagination, which our imagination uh in a sense, you could say it is in a way, but it's not. But you know what I'm trying to say, Michael? I understand. I'd like to say one thing to add to what you're, what you're, uh, like right now, right now, just real quick. And then, uh, but right now we're, we're in a time where so much, okay. How do you, how do you control a population? Like in other words, there's 300. So let's say 400 million people. They tell us roughly in America, or yeah. North America. Let's call it the United States of America. All right. Now, so you have a group of people that are pretty much. If you look out your window today, so many people are just wholly irrational. Um, um, their decision making um, doesn't doesn't even make sense. I mean, around Christmas time here, they're they're rushing to get in debt just so they can feel good about themselves, but then they got to pay the debt back, and it's just it's just completely irrational. So, how do you control an irrational mass? And that was the question that was put forward, and the answer that came back was, well, you give them whatever they want. It's like a, a child throwing a tantrum. You you just give the child what he wants, and uh, and then he'll be quiet. He's controllable. Well. <laughs> If you make it, if you set up systems where people can can get whatever they want through, um, you know, a credit card or you know through financing or whatever, well, you can give them their toys and keep them. Um, they'll never reach a state of happiness because they're always looking for a new toy. Just as once they get once they get the the one they want, well, it doesn't take long before they want another one, and. Uh, uh, so look at what's happening right now. Um, so much money has been placed in circulation, 
And pretty much, there's a chicken in every pot today, so to speak, you know, quote-unquote, right, euphemism. But, you know, there is – and so this so-called wealth, which is being broadcast upon a a people, it makes the people enter into a state of calm. Um, They can go out and they can buy – everything costs ten times what it used to cost, but – that's no matter. There's so much money in circulation, who cares, right? But see, this can't last because it's it's not written on the hearts of man. It's written it's it's in their pocketbooks, okay? And and it's not there. And it's right. not theirs. See, they're they're giving them like a child like you said they throw tantrums and stuff like that. They they want what they want. And they they don't care how they get it; they just want it. See, right. and, but if the mother or the father or whoever's you know kind of watching and taking care of them doesn't explain to them, you know, they're they're just giving it to them without any knowledge to go along with it. They're just satisfying their so-called wants and urges, and not right. really giving them no understanding to go with it say well you know this and this and that that's why if you look at what's going on with the democrats and i ain't trying to get political or nothing here but i mean they got a they they got that communism aspect there you know everything's for free that's what they want to do it they're and they're not even thinking ahead how they're going to pay for any of it right i mean everybody's got to pay the piper so to speak and uh you know that song, hey, hey, I'm the piped piper. <laughs> they, they need to really <laughs> listen to that song while they're saying it. They're following the tune of, let's just say, the system, so to speak. They're not paying attention to what's really going on. They're all, they're they're we're, they're lulling them to sleep by a song or a saying. You know, and yes. the saying the saying is coming from the system, and not. We're we're listening to the wrong voice. What did the Messiah say? You know, my she, uh, my my people hear my voice, and another voice they will not listen to. But see, their li- man has got so lulled to sleep, they're listening to the voice of the system instead of what the Creator's telling them. And it's He says, "Behold, I stand at the door and knock, and if you will open up to me, I will sup with you, and you with me." In other words, I'll yes. get you out of this situation. I'll, I'll give you the saving solution if you just pay attention. And that goes along with what you was talking about tonight. I mean, we we need to rightly divide the divine truth of what's there. You know, you know, separate it from the physical, literal, to the spiritual, mental, and then you can rightly group it together and interweave it to where it you get a clear picture or the symbol that explains what it's all about. Well, amen. I mean, today you got, well, you you had the the patriarchal system for so long that, you know, a lot of the women out here are just so fed up with, um, with men who are trying to dominate them. And the pendulum, whereas it was over on the left for so long, now it's being released and instead of coming back to center, it's swinging all the way over to the right, and all the way over to the right is no good too. I mean, the reality 
men and women need each other and yeah. and nobody ever no man ever birthed a child out of his own being he needs a woman to do that and the man they just they need each other and so you see like today a lot of women running around talking about i don't need a man now and this is all an intellect and, and for that matter irrational intellect um and it totally turns the back upon the truth that the man should hold the woman in coverture and take care of the woman and make sure she's got everything she needs to run that house it's like old chris rock used to say the comedian he said if the boy can't read because uh, there ain't no electricity in the house that's daddy's fault and if the boy can't read you know otherwise that's mama's fault all right and it's <laughs> so, you know so I mean, that's the thing is that you know the the conscious mind the the mind that can choose has to stand as a guardian over the mind that doesn't know the difference between right and wrong yeah they're losing their choice see that's what they're not choosing for themselves each one of us as individuals and like it says if we don't run our own mind and our own consciousness someone else will and that's that's what the system's doing they're lulling us into the system I mean, people get out of it here and there, but then they'll, they're fighting every step of the way to get you locked back into it because they know that once you're locked back in there, you're just going to follow the leader like everybody else. And Yeah, that's it, a good way of putting it. And then another thing, I wanted to make peace between the so-called Democrats and the Republicans. Both parties are full of shit, okay? I mean, they're both look, the same party. They're, just they're both, both the same sides thing. Yeah, it's a control system. It's a it's a political spirit. If you see yourself as Eve, if you see that the part of your subconscious mind is Eve, then you will see your soul is Eve. And then you will see that you're being you're being courted by two suitors. And the first suitor is the Lord God. And the second suitor is a political suitor by other men. And that's why it says uh, quit with man who has breath in his nostrils. I mean, you know, quit with all that mess. And go, you know. In actuality, our mind is, in a sense, you could say committing adultery. Yes. It's a whoring after other things, not the true husband. Not in a sense, in reality. That's exactly right. Well, even in reality, you could say that too, because that's literally happened to a lot of people out there too. You're right. But I I I try to look at things from the spiritual sense first. And then yes. drop it down into the physical, mental, to, uh, to where it makes sense. And if they have to, you know, kind of agree, not kind of, they have to agree. Because if the, as above, so below. So, yes, sir. Uh, and uh, I mean, it's just, uh, but I mean, everything that you were speaking tonight and what's coming out here. I mean, if that wasn't by divine order, I don't know what it was. Because, I mean, it's there. And if people really take the time to look at it and, I mean, understand it, look at it from the spiritual side of it, you know, what I mean. Here, you know, that we are the creator having an experience. Look at, look at it from the spiritual sense as God and think it through. And you're going to look at a, you're going to see a whole lot of stuff that <laughs> you know you need to change. Well, I mean, that's where years ago, 
I used to be on this. I studied law. I studied precedent. I, I studied over Supreme Court cases, local cases. I just wanted to understand, you know, and understand what what are these ties? What how are they doing this? You know, and I just got to a point in my life where after, and I'm not kidding you, Jim. I I know I have over ten thousand hours. I mean, I literally. I was addicted to knowing, okay, seeking. I, I sought it. I wanted to know what was the chains that bound. And I came to see the trust and how the how it's set up through money and other, how you have superior trustees and, and uh, land-tenant trustees, which I call inferior trustees, and how the whole system is set up in trust, which is set up, by the way, in the, in the image of... Um, it's in the same fractal, and you understand the image. It's in the same image. It's legal to that image, to that trust. But here's the thing. When you understand your own mind and how it, how it works, then, then and your mind is ordered, and you understand that all things are possible with God, well, then you understand the, New, the Old Testament now when he speaks to Zerubbabel, which is the one born in confusion. He says, who is this mountain that would stand before Zerubbabel? Zerubbabel shall make it as a plain. You know, it's like that Jimi Hendrix said, I'm standing next to a mountain, I chop it down with the edge of my hand. See, it's, it's, uh-huh. you can't, once you understand that it's not, that it's not by strength, it's not by the, the, the if you want to put strength in your voice and shout it from the, from the uh, mountaintop, well, that's got no less power than the one who whispers it as a faint whisper in thought. They have the exact power. In fact, the one who shouts it many times doesn't doesn't really believe, so he tries to add his own power and his own will to overcome his internal belief. But it can't be done. It's not by strength, not by might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. So um, yes, sir. it's that like quiet were, whisper. Yes, sir. Like you were talking about, uh, you know, if the guy hollers it out. I mean, even though he hollers it out and demands it, that don't always mean he's going to get here, but that still small voice that you were talking about, that yes, sir. that mind of peace, and it says a soft answer, turneth away wrath, that soft yeah. answer is going to get a whole lot more attention than somebody hollering, hey, you over there. <laughs> you know, Well, back to, back to that formula. If, if I want to pray for you right now, Jim, all I have to do is go find my center, close my eyes, sit in peace, find the center within me of peace, and just yell it, yell your name from my being, center of my being, Jim. Like I'm, like I'm trying to get your attention, but not speak it, but just yell it from my center. I immediately have your, have your attention in, in divine mind. And uh, I brother. can... That that is you know. absolute truth. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I mean, as when White Wolf was alive and things like that. I mean, when you, when I think when you put your mind on somebody or like when you think about me, your name comes to my mind instantly, and I can feel you. Yep, I, I mean, you can and, feel it. Yes, sir. And I I remember there's times, and not to get off the subject, but or bring up white wolf but the thing is i could i'd be here and i'd be thinking about something or going over something that i had in the scriptures or a video or something like that and all i had i'd I'd sit there and say you know i wish white wolf will call me or uh, maybe i'll call white wolf and not even two minutes go by 
he'll he'll call, he he would call me and say, Jim, what you need? <laughs> I mean, we're yeah. all joint, we're all one, but we're indiv- individualized in, I guess, concept while we're here. But when we put our mind on something, or a person, or whatever it may be, I mean, they instantly can feel it and receive it even though there some people might not be instantly aware of it we have to kind of you know awaken i guess some more so to speak to where they're used to understanding the concept and the feeling and practicing and you know letting things move forward go onward and upward so to speak and it believe me i mean it's there you it's just like you put your mind uh, when before you even said my name, yeah. uh, telling me, explaining what you were explaining to me. I felt my hair raise up on my arms. See, the thought went before your mouth spoke. That's it's, that way. It's, that's what you're exactly right. That's it. It's, it's clairvoyance. Yes, sir. It, I mean, that's the that's the communication that happens in the subconscious mind. It's it's it's, it's called the clairvoyant mind, and it's it's instantaneous. And the more you the more you use it, the more faith you'll develop, and the the more powers you can demonstrate because um, you'll get better and better at it. To where when anybody turns their mind towards you, you know immediately. Uh, and it's it's just it's like anything else. You gotta. You know, you can be born with all the God-given talent, but if you don't exercise it, well, it's it's wasted talent, you know. Mm-hmm. We have what to exercise cre- that. Yes, sir. What the Creator, I believe what the Creator is showing us, that we have to be consciously conscious of all things at all times. What I mean by that, on the divine laws that were set forth, I mean, and when the Word comes forward, if we're conscious, it's like you were talking the other day about lucid dreaming. Yes, sir. Uh, a lucid dreaming means that when you're dreaming, you're consciously conscious of that and that you can talk in the dream or do whatever you want to in the dream. But at the same time, if you ask a question, it will answer you back with the correct answer. But we have to. I like- can I share something about that? Uh, uh, White Wolf gave me something one time, an elusive dream, and I, uh, and I didn't. At first, I was like, "Okay, what is this?" I told, I called him up one day, and I was like, "Man, I'll tell you, I had a really weird dream the other night where um, I was in this uh, GMC, and and I look out my window, and there's this wolf pack running beside my my truck, and I don't even have a GMC truck, and uh, and um, so." I opened up the door, and the and the head wolf jumped into the truck with me, and put his put put his um put my arm in his mouth, and my dad was sitting beside me in the truck, and he's screaming at me, "Kill it, kill it, like shoot it," you know. And I was like, "Why? Why should I shoot this wolf?" You know. And uh, he, I wrote him, I wrote him back, and was like, "I just remember, like." this wolf put his put my hand in his mouth almost like a symbol of peace like uh it looked to my dad like he was trying to kill me but you know it's like a dog which puts its arm you know it comes up and lightly chews on your arm or something you know it's like 
it was a wolf, friends, right? right? Yeah, it was a wolf. wolf. Yes, sir. Okay. Wouldn't it, I mean, that could be a symbol of white wolf, but his mouth into your hand or on your arm, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, sir. Uh, yep. A mouth is a symbol of speech, right? Right. And he's, I mean, from his, from the other side, he's speaking forth uh, a blessing and strength on you because your arm represents strength and power. Well, that was the interesting thing was that, uh, um, um, well, this happened before he passed away, but I, I emailed him and asked him about this. And it's like, what do you think this is about? And he said, uh, he said, well, he wrote me back and said, um, Benjamin, Benjamin is associated with the wolf. And, uh, yes. he said, now you're, he says, now you're in the kin. He said, you're in the kin now. So I wrote him, I wrote him, uh, months later. And I was complaining about something, you know, and he wrote me back and he said, man, you're in the wolf pack. He said, those in the wolf pack don't complain. They just get shit done, you know. And I'm like, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> well, uh, that, that, that's true. I mean, a wolf, I mean, if, I mean, have you ever watched the, the, when a wolf's doing whatever they're doing, even on like some of these documentaries? I mean, yeah. there's some pretty, there's some pretty smart animals, and I mean, they're definitely a leader of the pack. Yeah, uh, no doubt. But uh, I mean, I don't know when you were saying it was it come to my mind. I, I mean, you know, the putting the hand, the mouth on your arm, but it's not necessarily hurting you. Most people right. think it's a wolf; it's going to kill you or hurt you or something like that. But we also need to look at see like i a lot of people say well i don't i had a dream but sometimes i don't understand it i said well it can mean a lot of things but uh our our mind sees in pictures that's why yes. they use hydroglyphs back in ancient times in egypt and stuff because uh, what does it say uh, uh one picture is worth more than ten thousand words i mean yep. it, it explains the whole situation if you really take time to look at it and when we have dreams if we can remember our dream and write it down and then as we read it things will start opening up to us what those symbols and meanings are and it's something sometimes we want to know the answer right away right then right there and it doesn't happen. Sometimes it takes a little time, an hour or two, sometimes two or three days. Unless it was meant for you to know at that time, then you would have got the interpretation and the answer to it right away. I mean, it, it, it's, a, it's a fantastic thing. And I mean, how the divine I am uh, creator all, uh, I mean, he excites me more and more every day because I, I mean, you can't outdo God. You just got to get in line and go with it. Because <laughs> it's a well, that's the great thing. thing. It says, "I have come to give you life and life more abundantly." Every time I get in a situation where I'm like, uh, you know, things aren't going my way, I just stop with all the complaining and all they're not going my way business, and I drop back and I just stop what I'm doing. I close my eyes. And I sit there until I see. See, I don't have to worry about the details. Have you ever heard the saying, the devil's in the details? 
Well, that's yep. right. If you want to concern yourself with all the details, you're going to catch the devil, okay? But <laughs> if you don't worry about the details and you focus on the the the, the fruits of the of the state manifest, well, the scripture says, "I have ways beyond your knowing." Okay, so don't yeah. worry about how it's going to happen. Like you know, I was trying to get something done in my truck um, Saturday. This is something I'd never done before, and you know, I had to literally crawl up on the in. I had to lift the hood, and I must crawl up and into the engine. You know, and um, I'm sitting here thinking, "Okay, how am I going to do this?" Let me just look at this for a minute. And I thought I was getting frustrated. My hands were getting all cut up, and I was like, "Okay, hold on a minute here." I went back to prayer, and and within an hour of that prayer, I had it done. And I just remember, like in the prayer, I remember seeing as soon as this little thing clicks, I'd hear it, and then feeling the joy of finally, you know. And that's that was exactly how it happened, you know. And and granted, it it wasn't the final solution, it but that's that wasn't my prayer. My prayer wasn't to to reach the point of of it all working. Maybe that's what I should have prayed. But my specific prayer was that I would be able to do what I was trying to do and because um, you know, it was way outside of my expertise and you know what I had done before. And I think that goes to the point of, number one, focus. What do you want? What, what is it that you want? And, and you don't have to figure out all the details of what, of what you would do to, to make it happen. That's, the, that's where you catch the devil. Yeah. Instead... What would it feel like? What would it be like if you achieved that and and go there and give thanks over the achieving of that state and then and then go go to work. Go to you know, you still have to go to work, don't get it wrong, right? Yeah. And then go to work and um uh, but not always. Sometimes your prayer um maybe there's nothing that you have to do. It's just that you know, let's say, for instance, what if you are in need of um, of money, you know, right? You want to reorder something like something happened to you and um, you had to pay and now you're like, how am I going to make ends meet? Well, if you think like that, well, then you're not going to make ends meet because you've already created a block in divine in the divine flow for your life. But if you think like, I'm going to set it all back in order into divine mind and that which flowed away from me is going to flow back to me. Well, what would it be like if you received twice that? And you sat there in your prayer, and you you just uh, were so happy and so joyful that this was just totally unexpected. Well, the ways that it comes to you, that's not your business. No. How it comes to you is none of your business, you know. What <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I agree with you. What I, The way I try to look at people, and some people say, oh, man, you can't do that. I said, the Scripture says that the, creator created all things and all things exist and consist by and through him and i and the father are one and nothing is impossible unto the creator therefore nothing is impossible unto me because i and the father are one we're one in the same so uh god can't be broke neither can i That's i have right. to come i have to come from the place of already possessing it that's where man makes the mistake they're sitting there praying oh god i need this i need this if you need it you're never going to get it 
you have to come yeah. from the place of already having it because when you say you need it then you're saying you don't believe god supplied it for you so we got you have to come from the place of it's already all things are already ours they're already created everything that he was going to create from the beginning to the end has already been done we just have to reach out and possess it because that's my desire now if you have a a bad desire and you manifest that you're going to pay the consequence of it but don't you think you would rather have the blessing of joy peace and love and understanding and goodness or would you rather have pain death uh and all those other things for going contrary to it he said he said he owns the earth and the fullness thereof i mean the earth uh, everything everything to the outer man yes, is sir. already completely under control yes sir so. we just have to we're the king and the priest and i tell you how how valuable it is and i know you already know this i'm not trying to mean it in that way when the pharaoh spoke they had scribes there writing down every jot and every tittle that he spoke every single word because mm -hmm. it was that important and it's the same for us too we don't have to physically write it down but we have to understand with that concept in our mind that when we speak something out it is law for us whether it be That's right. good or bad and everybody has their own idea of whatever they're thinking. But it is absolute law for us. That's why it tells us, you know, be holy in our conversation. And we're going to be judged for every idle word we say. Every single word that we put out of our mouth, we're going to be judged for. So we better make well, sure. You, Go ahead, brother. Oh, well, I was going to say that judgment is instantaneous too, according to the law of I am. So if that yeah. idle word issues out, it the judgment. It, like I know people hear that and sometimes they think of a someone sitting in you know in a robe and standing over them judging them for their their acts. But think of it like this: you're 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 judging yourself. You're the one who issued the word, so you're the one that issued the misdeed, and uh, and that woman there is listening to everything you say now and she's going to give you according to your heart's delight and and she's thinking to herself well this is what he delights in so i want to give him death and 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 things of all that, that he's bringing on his head because oh. apparently that delights him, you know <laughs> yes sir i understand and like the creator in the beginning he said my word has gone out and it will not come back empty or void and that's the same thing as us because we're speaking in the place of god i'm not saying we're not you know what i'm talking about yeah, i, know I don't mean that we're about. taking over god i'm just saying he's already put it out there and it's already manifested we have to come to the re realization of who and what we really are you, you hear people from all over in every religion well i'm a son of god i'm a daughter of god well, if you are, why don't you act like him? Speak like he speaks. Do as he does. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cause the blind to see. I mean, we have to come from the absolute of the absolute, which God is absolute. And He, He, the only way that
that he that God is a man. The only way that God is a man is through you and I. That's we are right. the visible manifestation of the eternal creator. We're the image of what he seen himself being. And I don't and that's all of us combined, everybody from the beginning till the end. Now, it's pretty powerful. Yeah, it is. I mean, when you think about it, it is so powerful and it's so loving and so precious in so many ways. It's hard for the mind to really get a good grip on it. But even <laughs> that little bit, really, you know that God is God. <laughs> and I mean, it, it's such a mighty, mighty aspect. I know that uh, Donna had a question there. I saw her raise her okay. hand. But okay. uh, I mean, I didn't get, I didn't mean to get carried on here. But man, there's that's just, great, man. That's great. Just yep. so many wonderful things that the Creator has set for us. If we can just grasp it, man, you can own a cattle on a thousand hills if you wanted it. it it's it's that easy. But we have to really come from that place within our being, and connect with that divine, eternal Creator, which is in us, and I mean, oh my God, I tell you, I'm going to go ahead and unmute her. Okay. Are you there, uh, Don? Sorry yes, about sir. that. I, I everybody. No, 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 it's, it's fine. Not at all. In fact, I was enjoying what you were saying. Um, at that point, I think y'all were talking about Gary's dream, uh, the dream with Gary and the wolf. I just was curious because I, I'm not saying this is anything right about it. I'm just saying... I'd be interested to know, is that your right hand or your left hand he bit? Or not bit, but he, you know, he just latched on. Yeah, I know what you're saying. It was my right hand. And uh, I just remember my dad, I had this gun, and my dad was like, it was like an old-time musket. And my dad was Mm -hmm. uh, screaming at me, you know, kill him, shoot him, shoot him. And I'm like, well, he's not trying to hurt me. You know, yeah, but there was like all these other wolves that were lined up, and they were walking, walking on the side of the road. And I stopped and opened the door. My dad was sitting. I was driving, and they jumped in. Like uh, one of them, the the one in front jumped into the into the um, the Jeep, uh, the, the GMC type of truck, and uh, and got in the back seat. And uh, he's just screaming at me, kill him! And I'm like, uh-uh, I'm not killing him. And the uh, and the he put put my uh, my right my right hand in his um yeah in mouth. And, um, and I, I don't remember right half that. Just yeah, I don't. Are you right-handed? Are you right-handed too? Are you right-handed? I am right-handed. Yep, and the always the right-handed. Thing came is, to me. Yeah. Yep. I was thinking of Gary. Gary talks about, and Jim, I can help me. And Gary talks about polarity and reversals, and right hand means this, left hand means this, but I can't quite recall it all. But I just got that impression it was your right hand, and I got the impression that would be your power hand in the dream, and I got the impression that Gary, if that was representing Gary, that the reason he grabbed you was to give you a connection to let you know. I'm not saying he knew then that he, when he was going to go or anything, but it was a dream. I don't yeah. even know how long ago that was. But it's almost as I got the idea that Gary has spoken the word. Gary's left the word. Gary's left tapes. He worked and worked. And now when he left, 
it's almost like you're doing that the hand would be working to me the hand that you know you use your hands to create things and so it's almost like I gave you all this I gave you my knowledge I gave you my study and I studied he studied so hard the last few months it's like he gave it and then those wolves maybe us maybe we're maybe we're all we're all in this thing together I don't know I don't even know if that means anything but it just as you said it I went oh my gosh you're doing kind of like Moses had to leave and Aaron you know picked up and I was and Jim's doing the same thing he's one of those wise wolves because that's just a thought it may may not mean anything but it's just it just hit me I was like oh my gosh that the wolf was there he spoke the wolf and he, he his mouth it was his mouth and it went to your hand and you're doing it came to my mind about he didn't try to hurt you he he grabbed no. your no. hand the, the, he spoke he spoke the blessing in a exactly. sense because the the mouth and the teeth were yeah. he didn't try to harm you so no uh, he wasn't to me, it was the voice it was like a mantle wasn't it yeah passing the passing he passed the, the mantle to y'all you yeah, got and the, the strength is in your mm-hmm. right hand that's yeah. it that's i just couldn't wow and that god uh, i mean god there was another woman there was another woman that i know that um i told this dream to i only told it to two people back when it happened but i told this other woman and she she said she said the word mantle she said it's like you're being passed the I mantle man- and i yes and i said yes. I said, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. But then, um, but then, um, wow. when White wow. Wolf passed on, um, wow. this, the same woman asked me. She said, "Well, what are you going to do?" And yeah. I said, "I said I'll tell you what I'm going to do. If Jim calls me and asks, then I'll then I'll do uh, it. That's going to be my that's uh, my uh, fleet I'm setting out right. Yep. And uh, yep. so, so he called and Beautiful. I said, well. That gummit, that's that was it. So then that was the confirmation, you know. So I mean that's the that was the fleece. He had to call. And Jim and I had not talked hmm. uh, before that at all. And uh Boy, that's, and he that called me on the phone, right? So <laughs> that was yeah. you know Well, Jim was in order, you were in order, and together y'all are doing so good on here. Well, it's I mean, awesome team. Awesome I mean, team. It's being carried forward. I mean Absolutely. I mean, Michael Ghost is doing a phenomenal job. Excellent. I, I know Excellent. White Wolf's watching, and I know he agrees. Ooh, he's, he's proud of you. And, uh, you know, it's because that's what it's all about. We have to help our yeah. brothers and sisters the best we oh, know yeah. how to see the divine eternal truth of the Almighty and not mixed words that the so-called system and the so-called churches i'm not talking about the ecclesia because we're the ecclesia the body electric but i'm talking about the ones that are calling themselves churches out there you know that there there's a difference there i mean not that they're not good people it's just that they're slightly misguided in certain things there because it's not i mean because and even the people that are in those churches they're telling you that it's like it's dead. It, like there's no life there. And I've heard that know, in this church. This is your I mean, I'm hearing that everywhere. I don't care if it's Pentecostal, Baptist, Lutheran. It doesn't matter. Mm, I mean, that. I have a lot of friends, and they're telling me, man, it's like you'd have to ring a doorbell to get their attention. 
Uh, hey, it's it, not like Azusa Street anymore. <laughs> I mean, and they it, come and out of Azusa. They're so fed up with the, the ministers yeah. asking them for money when they're everyone's in a, you know, I say a tight spot. They, to them, they feel like they're in a tight spot, and uh, which I don't know. Only they know, but uh, they're they're really getting fed up with man's workings. I said the reason that is because. You've got your mind off God and put it on man and you're following, what does it say? When sin or missing the mark, which is sin, mm-hmm. uh, it bringeth forth what? Death. And spiritually yeah. you're dying because you're not getting fed the truth of the eternal light, which gives you the energy and the power to do as the creator set forth for us all to do. And that's what we need to do. Take our mind off man and put it on the divine eternal word of what's been brought forth and to help our fellow man. And, uh, you know, the, the creator shows me a lot of times, you know, Philip and the eunuch. Mm-hmm. I mean, he mm-hmm. brings that to my mind, not all the time, all the time, but he uh, does where the, the Philip asks him, understand what thou readest. He says, right. No, no, how, how can, can I? I, unless someone explain it and show it to him. Right. And see, they're not being fed in the churches out there. That's why they're coming to these calls. And and I mean, they 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 can feel something, even though they don't understand it. They can feel there's something there. And by the what you're bringing forward and what we're talking about here, hopefully that gives them, you know, a spark of life to where they continue to come and then they dig deeper and that they understand and see where they can stand, you know, and be able to cast down all those things that does not exalt the divine creator and, you know, help. Uh, we're here to help lift up our fellow man. Amen and to I, that. And I, that's what I believe you're doing here tonight. You know, I mean, I was blessed by it, and I'm, I'm sure others are too. I can't answer for them, but. I know I was blessed, and the way way everything came out tonight, it kind of all jointly fits together there. So I believe this was ordered, you know, according to what the the Spirit is bringing forward. Yeah, Yeah, that's the the great thing is that... Go ahead, ahead, Donna. Oh, no, I don't interrupt you. I was just going to tell him I had had a question within my own self. You ever ask your own self? You know, really, you're asking y'all, but... I was asking my own self a few questions that I thought of later. Sometimes after you listen to Michael, you think of questions later and you don't want to bother anybody. So I just asked myself, <laughs> ask the spirit, you know. And so, Jim, you sent me that video today and it was addressing the questions I had. The minute I pushed the play on it, some of the questions I had asked y'all the night before, that minister that you sent, he, he went right into what I was talking about, and I got a lot out of it. Then from there, it flipped. You know how YouTube will do it? will flip to something else. It flipped to one of my favorite people, Bruce Lipton. And Bruce Lipton was addressing some of the similar things that I was thinking about because of Michael Joseph and you, things you had said. And Gary's not here for me to ask. So I just want to say y'all both are really, really in tune. It's really in tune right now, I'll just be honest with you. But one yeah. thing I wanted to ask Michael Joseph um Michael Joseph, you have a lot of faith. You you do really well because, like, when you burnt yourself and that pain and everything, you were able to really rise above that. So I got a question about me. 
Um, man, I'm pretty tough. I'm a deputy. I'm pretty tough. I have a high pain tolerance. I, I like to think, hey, I got this, I got this. But I had two root canals last Monday side by side. I don't even like root canals, but I'm trying to temporarily save these two so I can, you know, get my mouth straightened out. I just don't think it's good to pull them. So I had one of them as a retreat and one of them was just a regular root canal. He probably dug in there about three and a half hours. Well, evidently I had so much infection in there thinking it was sinus because I have a lot of sinus. Evidently he was just horrified and frightened at how much was up in there. So I'm like, I got this, I got this. And I know I have it, and I know I'm improving, but I just want to know if I'm doing everything right to expedite the process because I'm like, dang, um, right now, like I couldn't even put my teeth together for days. I could, And I think I've clenched my teeth at night a couple of times and hurt it. So then your imagination, yeah. you go, I hope I didn't. Because he said, don't you dare clench your teeth. But he told me not to wear a night guard. And a couple of times I dreamed and I clenched my teeth. So that hurt. How do you, when you already are there with this pain, sometimes I think that weakens me because you're just so tired of hurting, not used to hurting, and I can usually transcend that. And so Lipton, one of the things he was saying today was so good, but I'm not sure I exactly know what he was saying to do. See if you know what he's talking about. He's saying your subconscious is really like a recorder, and we tend to want to tell it what to do, and it's not listening. That's not the way it works. And even being repetitive, and see, tonight you're saying the same thing, screaming or whatever is not going to do, you know, crying it out. Okay, he basically was talking about like Gary, like Theta, Delta. And I think last week when you were saying do certain things with the breath at night and morning, I think that's what Lipton is saying is when you want to see this thing getting better and being drained. Because what they're thinking now, antibiotics not working, herbs aren't working, they're thinking that the infection's caught between something where it can't get out. And they, oh, we're going to have to cut that and take your tip of your root out. I'm thinking, oh, no, you're not. (laughs) Oh, no, by his grace and mercy. So what I'm saying is, can you put that together for me a little bit? Because I'm so tired. And and one minute I'm on the mountaintop, got it whipped, and the next minute that thing will swell up, and I go, oh, man, I'm in the flesh. It's a pentagon. So is that what he's saying, that it's more effective when that monkey chatter is gone? Well, tell me some of your things you do with that is what I'm asking. Well, it's funny uh, because I I had the same thing you're talking about. I literally um, I got up underneath the um, the sink, and I thought to myself, well, I'm an engineer. I can figure out how to do all this stuff. And I and I re- replaced the um, the uh, trash, co- you know, the, the the food compactor. It, it crushes all the right. food up and sends it down the sewer. I don't know. The words escaping me. But so I put the new one on, and it had this little lip it was supposed to sit on. And the thing weighed about. 15, 20 pounds maybe, and it was supposed to be sitting on this lip, and I was right below it, and I was doing something with the uh, connecting the pipes to the back of it or something, and it fell off the lip and fell right on my upper uh, teeth and cracked. It chipped off part of my one tooth. I had to, I had to go to the dentist, and they they made a fake thing there with uh, some something or other. To, it literally chipped it, and be, but literally four teeth in the front of my mouth turned color. And I would, I would, um, I would go to bed at night, and I would lay down in the bed, and I would feel my heartbeat just pounding in my teeth. That's what teeth, I'm right? feeling. Yeah, me too. Oh my God! Yes, so, it's terrible. So what happened was, I, I after, I, I lived with it for a, about a year and a half. <laughs> yeah, I've got a pretty high pain threshold for pain too. That's why 
people complain to me about their pain or their life. I just, you know, yeah, in my no, life, in, right. in my mind, I'm like, you know, grow a set, you know. I'm earning but, my stripes. I'm earning mine. But, I, you know, I've come to find out now after, you know, talking to my wife has shown me that everybody's pain and whatever their situation they're in is very painful for them and it doesn't help them at all if you take the attitude that um, that ain't shit. I mean, I can't believe you're complaining over that, you know. And you just have to meet them where they are and try to help them if you want to try to help them, you know. And so I sort of, there was a guy that I took out of my wing years ago and he started complaining to me over something that was so trivial I couldn't even, I couldn't yeah, even understand I complaining. I said, Come walk a mile in my my shoes and then see about your complaining, Jack, you know. But anyway, right. um, here's how I dealt with it. Um, I would go in the evening times, because it would always bother me in the evening when I'd lay down and go to sleep. I'd try to close my eyes and go to sleep. And then, you know, on either side of my mouth, I've got this bang, bang every time my heart beats, you know. And um, so... So I had to have something that was going to knock off the, the physical in order for me to get to the spiritual, okay? That's true. So I heard a pastor one time tell me, he said, um, he said, we can be so spiritual at times that, you know, along comes a man who's starving, and all you want to do is say, buck up, buddy, everything's going to be fine. Yeah. Well, no, sometimes you have to address the fact that this man is starving, okay? you got to take him to mm-hmm. a restaurant or to a uh to a grocery store and get him some food, all right? And uh, so the same with our bodies. So what I did is I, <clears throat> I was like, okay, what's the, how can I do this naturally? And I, I, I learned about clove oil. Um, yeah. Clove oil, mm-hmm. you put 100% clove oil in your mouth, it's going to knock yep. the pain I down, see. you know. It'll 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 thump your whole mouth, okay? You be you be yeah, gnawing yeah. on your tongue for too long. You know? so, anyway, it does. It knocks down the pain. So I got clove oil, and and the other thing, once I got the pain to where okay, um, this is something that I could use and put in my mouth and knock down the pain to where I could. Um, um, then I thought to myself, okay, well then how is there anything else I can use to? Um, to distract my mind, and then I started using uh, peppermint oil. Peppermint, it, it's very soothing once you put it on the skin, and it has when it when it um, kind of evaporates yeah. off the skin. It gives you this uh, cool. this uh, yeah, it's very cooling. Yeah, thank you. That's exactly it. And I would rub it on my mm-hmm. spine. I would rub it on my neck. I rub it on Good both thing. sides of my cheeks. You know, and um, uh, all right. Great. And once I did that. Once I did that and I took care of the physical, then I could go into the spiritual. Then I could go into um, um, right. find my center and and go into a meditative state. And um, and literally, I could I I would go in there. Once you get there, once you find your center and you find that place in you where you, I don't know well, if I you experience colors, the colors in your in your I field, have. but once once yes. you make it to purple. Or, or white purple. once you get that's what I see. Oh my god, I thought I was the only one. Yes. Now once you make it to purple, it's like your body drops down some kind of morphine or something. I mean you feel I great. Man. I mean when you it, think it's something purple, that See here's the thing, that you go through the different the different colors. You go through um, No, I wish I did. I only see purple. 
I go straight. Okay, sometimes some people, depending on where they are in their walk, they'll they'll start. Um, so, so some people will see oranges and reds, which is the lower chakras. I think I did. That's cool, but I never seen that. But, I see purples um, off. You'll make well, it into the the green is the heart chakra, and then when you'll you'll go into the violet, and then after the violet you go into purple, and when the purple comes, it's like it it's like it's like bubble gum glue, you know, it just it just drops down this you just feel like you're just one with the universe. I mean you're just completely well, I guess I'm lazy and I guess I'm well, the, the, the violet or purple that you're talking about, that's keter. It opens oh. up that's the seventh chakra. And like you said, you're like you're out in the, in the universe. That is the gateway that, that is where you, if, you that. Per, if you proceed forward or Ooh. higher uh, you will definitely go out and find pasture, and and okay. you will come back with uh, sayings and utterance that you can't even explain to the you, you know known what? people, because you will you're the one experienced it, and that's between you and the divine eternal that's showing you those things. And if you're able to explain it, that's because it was meant for you to bring it back to help mankind okay. understand. Thank y'all, because that's true. Well, there's one and more. You know there's one more level, though, Donna. I want to tell you about one more. If you can sit in that Please purple, if you sit in that okay. purple, and you can, Ooh, you can just rest your, just just rest your mind. Don't don't try to activate your mind. Don't try to just. You're sitting in a state of rest, in a state of re- receptivity. And the way I do it, see, if you talk to the so-called um, orthodoxy, I'll say, um, they'll tell you, don't do that. Don't do transcendental meditation. You're liable to catch a demon, oh. you know. And so oh, what I no. do is, is in the scriptures it says, if you ask your father for bread, he's not going to give you a serpent, you know. And so right. so what you do is before you go into the to the state, you say, look, I've, I've come seeking the mind of Christ that that's your uh, intent, which you've now put into the subconscious. Okay, that's what you're impressing now into the superconscious, and you sit receptively to receive that mind. And if you could sit in purple for long enough, sometimes you'll go wow. into pure white. And when you go into pure white, your oh, pineal wow. gland comes on. And when it comes on, oh, wow. believe me, you'll know it. No Ooh, one can describe what it's like. But I'll Lord, tell you this. I will love tell you that. this. It, you will feel you feel like a dead man. Okay, you will feel like you have you like you're. When it happened to me, um, my wife thought that I had literally died. She couldn't catch a pulse or, or even a heartbeat. She thought I died. Oh my! It was glowing oh my. So, so bright in my um, it, in my, my like you know how they say it's in the center of your forehead. But the thing is, is right. You literally you can't localize it. It's just like imagine this this light so bright, which is coming from almost. It seems like it's coming from the very That's top cool. of your head. You know. Yes. Wow. That's beautiful. Except that you're not even aware. You're not even aware that it's your head. It's like it's like it's your conscience, and it seems like this light is like come on, and it's so bright, like you can't even even though your physical eyes are closed. You can't even look at it with your internal eye, right? Because wow. it's just wow. incredibly bright. And oh man, thank so you. If you put in the prayer, you can still you still have your active mind there. 
your your active mind mm-hmm. is still available. You haven't mm-hmm. you haven't taken leave. Oh, I see. If you put in the prayer there, and you put it in, like see see mm-hmm. you're at, you're at the, um you're at theta. You've now come into theta. You're at the where the ark of the covenant That's is. Wondering. You're about ready to fly out of the body. You're about ready to fly out of the body. If mm. you that delta it was um you remember Noah's Ark had a hole in the top of it, the window, that's delta time. Okay, that's delta time space to fly out of the body. And and so at theta is where the Ark of the Covenant is. You put the prayer in at theta. It, you put it, wow. It's you, you wow. don't have to think it's going I love to happen. It. You have, it's going yeah, to happen. Yeah, I wanna be it's, there, not where I'm at on the earth. Yeah, I wanna be there. <laughs> yeah, that's above pain. What you're talking about. You won't be, yeah. You won't be thinking in your carnal mind anymore. That's what I I was trying to ask you, because I can take you the pain, but I just... do something for the body. You have to you have to give right. the body something right. that will allow you to get Correct. there, or else the body will nag at you to the point where it's damn near impossible been, to I've get there. Ev- but I've been doing everything Gary would tell me for the body, as far as just as a good, yeah. I, I did a coffee in a day, which that gets rid of poisons and stuff. I did. Let's see, what all have I not done? I've done acupuncture. I've taken my herbs. I've done everything, but I'm like one more step, and you just gave it to me because the first time that purple ever happened to me, I think Gary was at our house. I was praying for somebody like he does, putting my hands like run energy and praying. When I closed my eyes, I thought, I was like, wow. When I was praying, I get it more praying for others, and I always feel real good when it comes because I know they have faith or something because when it comes, it's the most beautiful. For me, it's like a swirling circle, like, and it's real purple, real beautiful, but but kind of pulsing, kind of a pulsing. And you want to stay in that. You don't really want it to yeah. stop. But then you're praying <laughs> for someone else. And so you, you can. I've seen it a few times when I was meditating for myself, but mostly it's for others. So I understand what you're saying because I'm at the point now I'm like, okay, I might do some of that purple for me this time instead of being so tough because I've been pretty tough. Three and a half hours I was in that chair, you drilling and doing and doing and then, then I bit on it a couple of times, and then I'm I'm just and I've worked with it. And I'm like, okay, I'm missing something here. I don't have to. The reason I want out of it is if you remember, remember when Pharaoh <laughs> he called Moses and them up there and said, all right, get rid of these frogs. Pray to your God and get rid of them. And so they said, when do you want them gone? And he said, uh, tomorrow. And that is hysterical. That's so like us because the man of God was there. He said, I'll do it. And what does Pharaoh say? I want them gone tomorrow. They were in the bed. They were in the ovens. They were all Why in the world didn't he say here and now? So I'm thinking Jesse Duplass tells the whole thing. You know, he's a Cajun preacher. He tells a whole funny, you know, story about that. But bottom line is I'm tired of these folks. (laughs) I want them gone like as soon as possible, not tomorrow. So that's why I was asking you, how do I get rid of this? So tonight I'm going purple by his grace and mercy. I'm going to really – Try to activate that pineal, like Jim said, and thank you. Well, hold on, at so purple, much. at purple, you're um, at purple, you're you're royal. in the you're in the pituitary, you're you've reached yeah. the the state of royalty because purple's the color of royalty in the Bible. Royalty. Purple. I thought so, it was royalty. So, oh my God! So you're uh, this is your pituitary gland clicking on, and the thing that the pituitary can do it 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 uh, releases a a form of melatonin that only that is only yeah. good for your body. And and so this melatonin oh, wow. can cure anything yeah, in your body. It, it, you know, the, I hope the everybody else out there is like The, the pineal gland is the land of um, honey. The the the, the, the pituitary is the land yep. of milk. 
the white milky substance they call it the clostrum or the um, it's just yeah. melatonin but it, it, it cure that's why that's where you get we're going into christmas that's where you get the santa claus because it's the clostrum it's the uh, santa claus sending from the north wow oh, wow bringing right of healing but then if yes. you stay oh, in it until the white until the until the white comes online then you're then you've entered into the land of um, honey and that is where your pineal kicks in right and um, I've only yeah. been there a handful of times for the, with the pineal, but uh, um, but I can go to purple pretty pretty readily. And and, um, and and by the way, I always feel like I'm on some kind of narcotic when the purple kicks in. I mean, it just feels beautiful. Great. It's beautiful. Like nobody's ever experienced that, and it's come. You're just like wow. I mean, it's beautiful, Jim. You know, because you've done it, Jim. It's beautiful, isn't it? Wow, gorgeous. Yeah. Thank you. I just think I need that because I'm trying to work, trying to do, and and you don't want your imagination to take away your the, blessing or the your place, healing. The place you really want to be is have the out-of-body experience and explore and as what they call seeing God face-to-face. And I don't mean wow. you're going to see some man out there no. or a bright light saying it's god that isn't how it is and the ones that tell you that they don't know what they're talking about because that isn't the way it is i mean i've had several out-of-body experiences and you know they need to read what the scriptures are really saying everybody's trying to go to the light when it says god is in thick clouds of darkness that's where he dwells mm. well even moses only and the light apart. the light comes out forth from that and it i mean there's a lot of things that and i'm i'm just talking from my experience and uh and even i just love uh, i mean there's there's just a lot of lot of stuff there and i mean that's why i think that's why there's so many different religions out there too and i'm none of you know i'm a believer in the almighty and the ever living and his true divine laws and I'm not a Christian. I'm not none of that garbage. Uh, I am a true believer in the divine eternal laws of the I am that I am. And, uh, you know, I don't want to belong to any religion because if they look up the word religion, it means you're they're trying to realign you to the legions of Rome. And I, mm. there's no way I'm going to go over there. Uh, I mean, there's there's a lot more there than... I mean, we have to allow that divine creator all to have possession 100%, not 5%, not 10%, 100%. And with our, our walk with that divine eternal spirit. And it's a walk that I mean, we're in this world, but we're not of it. And when, and, and like he said, not any good thing would he withhold from them that dearly love him. And he has, to this day, he's never withheld anything from me so far, and I don't think he will. Me neither. And, me neither. You know, I sure don't want him to. I'm no. Well, 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 we have to, I mean, it all, it, I guess it's how people perceive things, how they see it within their mind's eye and the walk that they have with that eternal spirit within them. I mean, uh, you know, I know we agree on a lot of things, 
and you know that's coming forward and that but there's i mean this is there's so much more to that eternal creator all that uh, uh i mean you can't even put it into words like i, I guess, had i guess i'm, I'm still in the I mean, pool. well i'm not I, i'm not trying to boast myself or nothing like that but i was going to tell you a small story real quick that were some of my friends and stuff that you know you were talking about being healed and all this and that or your the pain to go away and all that well some friends of mine we get together we'll be talking about scripture and stuff and that they'd ask me a questions and i tell them well i'll do my very best to answer it but I, I i'm answering it from from my understanding and from you know what i've come to know and understand according to the you know the scriptures and other things that you know that are there and my personal experiences and i would tell them and uh, then they will go on their way and then next thing you know heard a lot of talk from other people oh that guy's crazy he's insane he's way out there he ain't even from this planet but the way he's talking about this is because they ain't never heard none of that stuff before about being healed laying on hands and i mean some people have but they they hear it but they don't really believe it or understand it and then they will come back you know a week or two weeks a month later and they'll turn around and they'd ask me to pray for them and before i said well i'll pray for her, but before i do i want to ask you a question they said well what is it i said I said, why would you want a crazy and an insane person to pray for you? <laughs> and they said, well, 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 God answers, God answers your prayers. And I said, okay. I, and then I told him, I tried to make him think. I said, well, think of the logic of what I just said. And they said, well, well, we don't know. I said, if, if you're saying that I'm crazy and insane, and that I'm out there, I'm not even from this planet, and and God answers my prayer. I said, from my logic, I think if if God's answering my prayers, I must be doing something right. I said, well, why isn't your why isn't your God answering your prayers? They said, well, we don't know, but we know if you pray, God answers it, and it happens. I said, well. First of all, it's not me. It's the Father within that does the works. I, of myself, I can't do anything. It's that life of the Creator that's in me that does that. You know, I have to be in agreement and, and understand with all my heart, mind, and soul and being that it is absolute and it will do what it says it will do. Mm. And I said, that's why those things happen. It's not nothing that I do anything special or anything i don't i just act and i accept the eternal divine laws that were set forth from the beginning and therefore and i and but i'm just i'm all i'm saying is that people need to take a deeper look at what the Mm -hmm. divine loving almighty absolute perfect divine creator all has for us he loved us That's so good. much. Look what he put forth for all of us. 
He didn't create the bad. We, we caused all that to happen because mm -hmm. of our, our free will thinking. Wow. Wow. But, it truly but, is a learning. But yet at the same for. time, but at the same time, we, we are just as he is. He don't have no restrictions and neither do we. But he's already set his laws forth and he can't change it. He said he's the same yesterday, talking about the beginning, today and forever. He said, I change not. He never changes, but we seem like we change from day to day sometimes. That's true. That's true. And I know. He has never moved, and sometimes it feels like we've moved, yeah. Well, I try to have mm -hmm. my eyes single like the scripture says. If I be single, then the whole body's filled with light. And I guess, uh, you know, maybe I'm crazy enough to believe what he says, and I thank God for that because <laughs> it worked for me so Unique far. crazy faith. <laughs> And I didn't mean but to. But have get you ever noticed? On. Have you ever noticed? I don't know. I didn't mean to cut you off. But have you ever noticed that it's easier to? And the scripture says that MJ probably would understand. It's easier for me to have faith and pray for y'all <laughs> than myself. But there's a part in there where it says something like, "I'm supposed to pray for you and you for me," and then we get it because yeah. I guess it's just like you're in your own body and you and you think and the and the devil, which is our own own counter side. Says, well, you didn't do this. You didn't go to your party. You didn't. You didn't. It, it, well, there's that's always doubt. a that's, that's the part that's in you that the doubt. doubts. That's the, the doubt in Thomas and you, right? That's right. That's and so well, it's easy for me to yeah. pray for you, though. I don't have that thing there. Yeah. And so that's a come. I appreciate y'all telling me your testimonies to build my faith back up because I can have extreme faith for someone else. Like I could even. I could even pray for Gary for the longest. I didn't want to run into or pray for him because. Did you ever feel that way, Jim? I felt like, oh, my gosh, you're so powerful. Why would I want to be? But I finally got over that as we, you know, got older and got sick. I thought, well, you know what? I got so much love for you, and you've taught me so much. Hey, even if I'm a babe in it, I'm going to do it. And that's Sister. And, you know, he could, he would receive it, too. Gary, when, when you did that, he realized that, that I needed the practice and he needed the prayer. He would suck it right out of me. He would help me, see, because he's so powerful. Have you ever felt that way, Jim, with him? That was amazing. Well, I mean, uh, I understand White Wolf. I mean, he's he was a unique person. I, I guarantee you, and I, I I can understand that. Right. But the thing is, when if we really realized who we are and what we are, know. and you know what I'm saying is, we can really come Goodbye. to the realization of of how powerful. No, what I'm trying to say is we have to understand that we are just as it is, as the divine eternal all is. There's no separation. There's no difference. Boy, we are, we are the visible manifestation of him. And if you can just grasp that in your mind, how much power that is that created all things that is and that exist very humbling very humbling and you think well but he put that into us himself into us i say himself mm -hmm. he she and us the the male and female principle of the divine law the positive negative so to speak that causes movement if you can just put just i mean try to fathom that that's who you are. 
You're talking about the Almighty All that's in you. And I know some people stick up their head and say, wow, look at me. Look, No, no, I don't mean it that Mm -hmm. in that sense. I mean, you humble yourself before that divine eternal power, like it says, and he will show you wonders that you have never seen before in your life. And that's, and I I, I mean, I'm just coming from my heart. No. I mean, you know what somebody told? Oh man, that's beautiful, Jim. Just be, somebody shared something with me the other day that I just couldn't get over how they said it. I don't know that I can do it justice. I said something about, well, about not all I can do, and I'm gonna stand now because the script says stand. But I love what this man said to me, and I have brought it back to my remembrance all week. He said, "Well, you're gonna stand, but you're gonna stand from a seated position." I went, "Huh?" And I, he goes, "You're royalty," and he said, "Have you ever seen?" Well, it was beautiful. He said, I got a vision of it. He said, you're supposed to be sitting right up there with them. He said that, you know, they paid the price for you to be up there. And they, he said, um, have you ever seen royalty go out and actually fight on the front line? I go, no. <laughs> he goes, then you don't have to either. You have a signet ring. You have everything you need. Man, that made you feel like you, it was like Game of Thrones. You're like, oh, my gosh. You're right. Okay. Right. Okay. Well, I'd like to was, say one uh, more thing about when you go to your meditative state and when you get to the to the plane of peace within you, um, you have the power at any at any time to to uh, thank whatever cells in your body to to redeem whatever wow. cells and to empower whatever cells in your body I and I, I saw this in a in a very weird way one time i was i was at a chiropractor's office and this guy big guy too he was probably six eight two eighty plus maybe a big guy and um and and this woman came in after he did his uh chiropractic uh, uh the, the doctor came and did his you know they crack your back and all that and uh this woman came in to give a massage, and uh, so this guy's laying on his table, and this woman comes in, and she's a tiny little thing, but man, she was strong. Her hands were so unbelievably strong, and uh, in other words, if you try to tell this woman, okay, you can't hurt me, you can get in there deep, uh, well, you'd be backing off that real quick, and uh, so she gets to working on him, and he had a problem with his um, his hamstring. And every time she would stretch his hamstring to a certain point, he would thank his leg and he would thank his muscles for 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 working the best they could for him. And and I'm telling you, before oh, wow. too long, he, he had his leg. He was laying down the table and he had his left leg up over his head. Okay. Wow. And wow. And, the, and this woman, this woman Pat, that was giving him this massage, she's like, "How did you do that?" You know. And I was sitting here intently watching this whole scene, you know, and it did not fall on in the front, as far as I was concerned. I know exactly how he was doing it because he, those cells in your body have consciences. So every one of your cells, it's like a every cell in your body is a miniature universe, and and it has the book of the law written into every cell, and and so you're the you're the um, commander in chief. 
sitting on the throne of um, of consciousness, and and so you can thank those cells, you can send those cells to do the, the divine good for your for this body in which you're you're um, you're abiding in. And here's the the one other thing I wanted to say too about praying for somebody else. Remember tonight, it, it ties in perfect for what we talked about tonight, and that's this. It's like when you give alms, do it secret. Don't don't stand out there and, and say, okay, well, Sister Donna, I'm going to pray for you tonight on this call. Wrong. You know, see, no. And what you do is, see, if, if, if I was to put in a suggestion tonight into your subconscious and put in this prayer for you tonight on this call, well, it would open up the door. For you to create a, for you to create a wall which would block this suggestion, which would be to your own hurt, because the doubter in you could raise up and say, "Block! I'm gonna block this. I'm not sure I trust this. I I don't I don't know." But if I was to do for you, for what I was, if I was to do this for you um, at home, sitting at home, and you had no idea, all I've got to do to 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 create direct rapport with you in divine mind is to call your name. And the moment that's I've so called nice. your name in divine mind, we, uh, we're connected. And now I can oh, I can put so in the nice. suggestion, I can impress the suggestion to your subconscious mind and without you even knowing it's happening. So therefore, there's no way for you to create a defense against based in non-trust against this prayer. Uh, you know, And if, if the prayer contemplates your good, why would you... Why would you, you know, um, deny it, right? If it was for your own good, your health, and your happiness, Absolutely. why would you deny it? So, oh, so it. In many times, that's why he says, go in there and do it. Go in, and, go in there and put your prayer in in secret. Don't stand out there in the in the public square like the heathen do and say, oh, I'm going to pray for you and everything else. And, you know, no. Because if you do that for someone else, if you're praying for someone else, you don't want to actually pray over them. Um, unless you've gotten your spiritual, um, you've atoned yourself and, and, and become so at one that you know that you have the, the power to demonstrate this. This uh, see see if, but if you if you've not come to that point in your own faith in your own walk, then there's sure. nothing that precludes you from praying for this other this other one in your prayer room. That way. The suggestion is put, is put into the um, to this to, to the sub, the global subconscious. It's, it's going out directly to you, and and immediately to you. And there's no way for you to fight against it. There's nothing in your being capable of fighting against this prayer because you don't even know it's happening for you. <laughs> okay? so, so, That's cool. And, that's why, like, you know, the story in the scriptures where, like, um, they were, Israel was at war, and whenever they held Moses' arms up, they won the battle, but when they, his arms fell, they they were they lost the battle. And so that's what the idea is, is that sometimes when you're in the heat of it, when you have something like you have that's fleshly, that's, that's like it. a thorn in your side, it's hard for you to fight the battle because the flesh is just so overwhelming. Um, so other people have to hold your hands up for you, because yeah, the ones right. who held up um, um, uh, Joshua stood on one side and held up one of Moses' arms, and then another oh, one stood on the other isn't side. Isn't that something? That's cool. And that's what the idea is: is that when you're in the storm, 
of whatever conflict that you're in, well, sometimes you can't you can't do it yourself because you got. I know, and it's frustrating. It's frustrating because I don't have this happen to me very often. Usually, I'm the one. I like to give, not have to take, and I don't like that. And normally, I overcome. But this is a different animal. I think I had this ab- these hidden abscesses too long, and I got to let them get a little out. Uh huh. Medicine man need medicine. I used to tell Gary sometimes we do for others and we neglect ourselves, and then we're ashamed of our own self because they need us. Yeah, I'm learning. But gosh, this is wonderful. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh, thank you. Well, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to destroy your faith. I'm not trying to say that you you're don't not. have you're the power to, to call it forth and oh, to into you're building it. it up. No, no, no. Because I was hard on myself because I vacillate today feeling better and getting on top of the mountain and feeling high. And then sometimes when that, it's, it's like a, a thing in the palate of my mouth, the infection has come to that point. And that's a thick place. And even the lady's health food said, oh, gosh, it's hard to get anything in there. And so she's saying put poultices and we're doing. It's almost like that throbs so bad and it's in that soft palate part. And then you're worried about grinding your teeth. It's almost like you kind of vacillate. You don't want to be vacillating. You don't want to have a double mind. But like you said, you're in this body and you start going, oh, my God. And so this is great because you just raised my energy is what you've done. You know how they say you get sick when your energy is low or your frequency and true Israel is supposed to have a high frequency. Vitamin well, C say, now. Vitamin C. Oh, I've been taking it. I was going to tell you that. No, no, no. I've been taking it like crazy because of you. I have. And I think that's why I'm doing as well as I even am. Yes, sir. I've already gone up to five or 6,000. I haven't even had any problem with that oh, yet. Oh, you need to kick, kick it on up. Kick it on up to about 20 grams a day, 20,000 milligrams a day. I was tough. I, I said, uh-oh, here we go. And I did about five or 6,000. And I didn't have any trouble with that yet. That's not my tolerance level right now. No. But, um, yeah, no, okay, kick I'll, it on up there, then I'll, get it on up there to about 20. And if you can get it to 30, you'd be surprised how well you'll I feel bet. once you get it up at these higher I levels. Yeah, I, I believe you. And I don't know if any of y'all, plus I should have been taking this. I'll tell you about this some other time. We won't, I know y'all got to get off and get rest. And, but I have some Moringa. Have y'all ever heard of Moringa? Cause that's a oh, yeah, I take Moringa thing. too. Moringa's great. Okay, I'd quit, taking, I'd quit taking my Moringa leaf. I just quit, dummy. And so, boy, as soon as I started back taking that, I think I actually thank y'all for letting this happen to me because I think we were sliding on some of the things that we know to do that keeps us, helps my mom, helps Steve. And I noticed, I noticed it was at the time this happened that Steve needed some things, I think, work stressful, and we moved my mom in, bought a house, sold two houses, and went back to work. It's just been real stressful. And sometimes you just keep plugging along if you're a tough person. And and I think it's to get the body's just trying to get my attention to go, stop now. you got to go back to how you used to be. And then it didn't help with Gary. I, you know, that hurt, didn't it, Jim? Even though you, you, you have to understand there's a reason and you pick it up and go on, it still hurts. And so I think I was on a low frequency. And I think y'all was very merciful to me to let me have these abscesses come forward to teach me. I, believe, I, I have gratitude for it because I've already got back to doing things that since we moved we hadn't been doing. We lost things. I said, we've got to do a coffee. You know, where's this? Or Where's our wheatgrass press? Where's... I started feeling better, even though it's hurting and it's scary, and you and you don't want the dentist to get in there and start getting him getting scared because you want to go. No, 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 it's okay. But even though all that happened, I felt good today. I felt better in my spirit. I put it that way. But I just needed to hear y'all's testimonies because you really do overcome by hearing other people's words and their testimonies. 
it's it's it makes me want to jump and dance right now like david i feel better <laughs> hearing when you have a success like jim or like you know like jim said at the church they came and got him to pray because they felt it or mj when you start saying that's fierce man you did great with that burn because that's rough and the fact that you did that put that on that hot thing i've brought that back to my mind many times this last week wow if he could do that i can get rid of this out of my Oh, I've had I've had those um, those um, uh, I'm telling you, when your teeth turn color like that, you know that's the sign. That means the roots dying, right? And I'll tell you what, all of a sudden your teeth, I mean both, and for me it was both of my eye teeth. You know the pointed teeth that go up to, oh, Lord, to your yes. eye. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's not I mean, I'm telling you what, I mean that thing started hurting and it's right up in front of your mouth and. Um, well, I'd lay well, down at night. Jaw, like, this is my jaw teeth, and I never knew I clenched till I had this. Oh my gosh! See, the more he told me, "Don't you, don't you bite on it." The very first night, I dreamed something, and bam! And that's what I guess that's what made the fears. He's like, "You have some fractures, but I fixed them. But you can't bite on it." Well, partner, I bit on it two or three. But I said, "I can fix it. I can, God can do it, and I'm going to do it." Oh, so I'm, here's I'm, something else I did. It might, this might help you too. It depends on. It depends on. It really depends on you because it, some people can't stand to have something in their mouth like that. But I went out I and I bought. You know those little mouth guards, these little plastic, plastic yep. mouth guards the, uh, that right. the football players uh-huh. wear, right? So right. I went out and got one, and I heated that thing up, and I put it in there, made a mold of my mm-hmm. uh, my mouth, and I would take clove oil, and I would take it and fill it in there, and I would just set that in my uh, set it up in my wow. mouth at night, and. Uh, um, I mean, yeah, you. you were, I mean, you didn't put a carrier. Did you put a carrier oil with it, or you just did? No, I just put pure clove oil with there. I know. You're in pain. You're in pain, man. You know? uh-huh. But I want to tell I you. I know. Something. Let me tell you something about Gary about this. Just um, so he didn't know. I never even mentioned this to anybody. And I asked him. I told him one night. I said, "Man, I'm I'm having some difficulties." And I said, um, "Could you could you scan me?" And then. I hadn't told anybody what it was. I didn't tell him. I didn't want to bias him. Right? Really, what it was is no. I was testing him, right? And um, he he wrote me back that night. He, the next morning, he said he'd stayed up all night long, and he wrote me Bless back the heart. next morning, and he said he scanned me. And he said, "You've got something going on in the, this tooth in your in the upper jaw on the left hand side." Wow. And I was like. Wow. Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> exactly what's That's going where mine on. is, upper jaw. Hey, listen to that. That's where mine is, upper jaw, left hand side. Upper jaw, left hand side. Back to uh, teeth. Believe me, uh, I mean, uh, the things that White Wolf did, we can all do. But we can a lot do. of he people, no, a lot of people don't allow themselves to, to do it. To re- no, it's not. I don't think it's that. I think it's just that they don't really understand what's mm-hmm. really uh the the depth of i mean the, the depth of what's really going on there i mean because there's there's just so much there that because of what the system's done to the people people are intermixing the what they're saying and what's really going on that's why it says they're being tossed to and fro by every wind of direction they don't know which ends up so to speak they they think they do 
but they they're looking at it from so many different directions instead of saying hey there's only god and me because the me that's why thou shalt have no other god before me the me is me and the god is within me and this, and that goes for everybody else the same way. They have to look at it from, you know what I'm saying? That God and them. Yeah. We can't, I mean, we can listen to what people are saying, but we have to test and try it against the the foundation and the true knowledge of what is. Not what mm-hmm. we might think it is or what. You know, because that's where we start erring and cause other people to err. We have to, it has to come from that true divine place of what was set forth in the beginning there. And even as you go down through history, I mean, they kept changing it and changing it and changing it and changing it. And there's still truth there, but they still kind of twist and turned it. They got a little old and a little new. Some borrowed and some things blew, so to speak. <laughs> we have to get, oh, we right. have to become that pyramid, that pyramid, the light of the middle column, where the divine energy runs up and down our spine and ignites mm. the pineal gland in our forehead, where we can have wow. an out of body experience. And divine <laughs> healing and see God face to face. Amen. I'm not talking about Thank a man's you. face either. I'm talking about where you're uh-huh. in the presence, which God is everywhere present at the same time. But I mean mm-hmm. to where you're consciously conscious of and are communicating with that divine eternal spirit. And whatever you're thinking, it answers you back and gives you insight mm. things maybe in your past and sometimes in your present and even on into the future mm. i mean that's the place that we're striving to be and go and understand and do i, I used mean, to say under the belt where the glory comes we either going to have to do or not do there's no in between he said i'd rather have you hot or cold he don't want to have us lukewarm where we have one foot on one side and one on the other because that those fence those their pointed fence posts sticking up are gonna tear us a new one so to speak (laughs) you can't you can't testify like that you're gonna be missing some testicles (laughs) there yeah hey hey guys can you hear me mj can you hear me? Yep. We can, yeah, we can hear you. Okay. Yeah. I just was wanting to let you know I've got a I've got to jump off. My daughter just came back yeah. in, and I need to need I need to, to jump well, off the call. I don't think Jim can hear me for some reason. I'll tell him, Jim. He needs to jump off, and I don't blame him. I know it's getting late, but I appreciate everybody. Hello? Thank you. Hey, you there? Jim. Yeah. I don't yeah. think Jim can hear you. He must I'm not here. hear us. Some... Okay, Jim. I couldn't hear y'all. Me. I know he needs to jump off. So we thank y'all. Okay. Thank y'all for coming. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you can hear me, uh, Lord bless you all, and um, and I I um bless you. It's uh um. I look forward to next week. How about that? All we're in love with, right? Me too. Yeah, Me I would too. like heads up before I mean before the end of the week on what's what you might have uh, coming forward because I mean uh, you know it'd be a little bit easier you know. Okay. Okay. If you don't mind, brother. No, I don't mind at all. I just the past couple of weeks I just didn't have anything, and um, but uh, um, I'll see if we try to get a handle on that here maybe send something out maybe thursday friday this week to you all right okay well i mean or you're just touch base of the text or something to say well i'm gonna you know let the spirit you know have its way tonight or i have a mm-hmm. dissertation or whatever you know that way i okay. have some heads up of what's taking place here you know cause okay I, I have one thing in mind and something totally else <laughs> comes out you know that's all. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I, honestly, I took down a couple of bullet points tonight, but I mean, I read the scriptures that I had put in, but I just sat back and leaned back in my chair and just went for it. And uh, I, I tell you, that's if I know that it's like it's it's not me per se because I don't have to work for the words; they just kind of flow out, and I just sort of give thanks afterwards. And I get. I'll, t- I'll tell you what. After this calls up, I'll probably go back and listen to this call, and I'll learn more from it than I actually gave it. You know, it's pretty amazing. But uh, okay, y'all have a blessed week, and um, I love y'all. And thank you, thank you again for the opportunity, brother. That's Thanks. what we're here for. I mean, it says, "Come, let us reason together." That way, we may grow thereby. And you know, I appreciate everything you're doing, and. And all the folks that are on the call tonight that that were here and some that's got off, you know, the, hopefully they'll go back and listen to the call. You know, may Yava bless each and every one of them and keep them safe and out of harm's way. And that they, mm-hmm. my prayer is that they receive perfect divine healing each and every day in each and every way. Amen. I can agree with that. But I, I love and appreciate y'all. And if everybody's done, then I will go ahead and end the call. Good night. Good night, everyone. Y'all have a blessing. Good night, Donna yeah. and Michael. Good and night, Jim. I feel like yeah. the wall. Good night, Jim. Shalom. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> shalom. And you too, Matt. I know I don't know you, but I, I mean, Matt. I heard your name. I don't know some of the others in there, but. Y'all will bless you. Good night. Bless all. Night night.